Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is another episode of SNTR Gaming News, and in it, I want to discuss the PvP problem in New World. If you didn't catch the stream live, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my live streams. We also mix gameplay in on this channel as well. So, if you clicked on this video when I wasn't live, this is an SNTR update. The PvP in New World is a central piece of the game's identity, as well as the main content loop and the gameplay offering. It's a significant portion of the game because it was initially designed to only really be a PvP game. Many players have thrown themselves headfirst into this game, making sure that both their character level, their company, their faction, and even the map on their server is fully in their control if possible. This is done with the PvP wars as well as the PvP missions to overtake and challenge an existing territory. Many of my concerns before the game launched are already seemingly coming to fruition, and I want to outline the problems with the open world pvp the map control and the wars themselves and if, again if you like these videos these short upload videos hit subscribe and the bell button that way you don't miss those uploads let's first talk about the open world pvp because of the level scaling advantages the higher level players have that advantage in the open world pvp if they hit you fewer times you die they take a long time to kill and open world pvp i believe has quickly devolved into level 60 sort of everywhere so i guess i won't flag for pvp and this was our experience in three different towns on friday night we had 10 people ranging in the you know lower 30s to the mid 40s in our level and just one person at 60 is a a bit of a problem that gap in level makes it extremely hard to kill them Uh, you land a little bit of damage they just kind of run away and heal and so that was the thing that we ran into is just one level 60 could really throw everything off now it also serves a very strange purpose given where we are now in the life of the game it grants more XP and better faction mission payout but as players reach those higher and higher levels those in the middle and the lower ranks are forced to sort of stop flagging for PvP to save themselves the headache of being a level 60 cannon fodder. And once you're level 60, you don't really need the increased XP or the faction rep. You're mainly flagging for PvP to overtake or maintain a territory. So what this does is it sort of drives everybody else out of flagging for PvP unless they want to deal with the level scaling, which it's pretty extreme. Again, there was 10 of us flagged for PvP. We ran into one group. There was three people at 60, and they made light work of us. So we just sort of stopped. We were like, well, this isn't going to be any fun. I guess we won't flag for PvP. We were just going to kind of mob around for a little bit, have a little fun, kill a couple people, and then we were going to stop. We weren't going to grief. We weren't going to be mean. We were just looking to like, hey, let's be a mob, and let's see what this feels like. We'll just kind of roam around. And uh, it only takes a couple of people to really throw that off. So that is one of the issues I think right now with open world PvP they're going to have to think about is that the level scaling is really sort of you know, shrinking the playing field. Let's talk about map control. The map control tension is already rearing its head to be sort of a variety of negatives depending on where you sit. Uh, It's tiresome for folks who own a lot of territories because they feel they never get a break. They're just sort of always defending. And it's sort of bleak for those of us who are on a server where your faction is completely outmatched. 
So on both ends of the spectrum, the map control isn't exactly landing in the way that I think people thought that it would. Many are already considering using their one-time server transfer purely because their server is such a landslide that a significant aspect of the game just sort of seems to already be settled on their server. So they're just going to leave, probably compounding the problem, making that server sort of unobtainable for any of the other factions also involvement in the map control is devolving into a frustrating experience for those who are in smaller companies and they're not in the bigger more dominant companies which is related to the last section the 50 v 50 wars these offer some of the best and most exciting aspects of new world pvp gameplay but already the community has voiced their frustration with feeling left out or what feels like virtually impossible to ever be included. Maybe once, according to the one article that I read, this guy had been trying every day and he just couldn't get in. So much of this game's design rests on the rich getting richer, and the real danger is that the high-level roaming characters making open-world PvP terrible for everyone else, that's not much different than what's going on with the large companies, excluding the smaller ones from the wars. The rich continue to get richer, and they're going to shove everybody else out on top of all of this when the wars are frustrating both the dominating companies and the factions as well as those who feel like all hope is lost and they can't get involved something will need to be adjusted long term or this is going to result in player fatigue at both ends of the spectrum both the dominating and the dominated sort of feel the same right now this isn't panning out the way that they'd like and it'd be interesting to see what new world's response is to this long term if you like these short uploads be sure to click subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one and i'll see you right now i forgot to straighten my camera out i was like i glanced up at obs good morning good afternoon and good evening thank you guys so much for being here i glanced up and i was like i'm not centered for the for the for the little intro recording scene that's unfortunate not that big of a deal appreciate you guys being here this morning be sure to smash the like button uh if you're enjoying the coverage and make sure you're subscribed with the bell button set to all so you don't miss streams. Today is a holiday, so we might have a slightly lighter turnout from the core audience given the uh, given that it's Columbus Day. We might not have as many worker lurkers. How was my weekend? It was good. It was relaxing. We had a big, huge birthday party for my son. Um, he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of friends that have birthdays in this month, so we did a big combined thing, and it was a blast. They had an absolute blast and uh we appreciate everybody loving on my family these last you know this last year or so um it's it was it's it's nice to be able to provide like a really good birthday for my kiddos i mean we're we're still in kind of a rough spot you know with everything we're still kind of trying to regrow uh the business but we're definitely not in a situation where we can't provide like a super dope birthday for my kid so yo what's good feed i see you in the chat uh shaka zulu says those are all fair points yeah, I mean, to me, it's. I think the PvP in New World has potential, but I think it's just devolving very quickly into everything I was worried about before it launched. When I heard about the PvP level scaling, I was like, I, I don't know about that. That's going to be really irritating. All it's going to take is higher level players, and they'll just ruin your evening. Like, we were trying to have fun with PvP on Friday, and it didn't. we couldn't. All it took was a handful, I mean a handful of level 60s, and we were like, okay, I guess we won't flag for PvP. 
you know? I was like, well, guess we won't do that. And then uh, the, 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 the map control and the wars are becoming a frustration point for people that that are have control. It's like they have control of the map and they don't like it. They're like, this is constantly... You're, we're constantly having to defend our territory. There's no cooldown. It's incessant. And then once you get into the map control and the wars and declaring war, then you have the problem of people feeling like they're getting left out. These are all things I talked about before the game launched. I was like, you're going to have scenarios where people are dedicated, they're committed, and they can't get in. And that's going to really rub people the wrong way that they're unable to take part in what they probably think is the most exciting aspect of New World, which is the big 50 versus 50 wars. Running around Brightwood... Uh, and was contemplating flagging for extra PvP, and I turn around and there's like three level 55s to 60s all flagged. Yeah, as soon as people get to 60, I think they just stay flagged because they know it's going to be easy pickings. Like, so much of the servers aren't at 60 yet, you know? Sounds like you're starting to come around to my points last week. You need to play this game in an efficient way in order to even engage in the wars. Well, no, that, that it's beyond that, though, Demetrius. It's not even about, like, you have to play in an efficient way to engage in the wars. You can't even get in a war if the if the if you're in a smaller company. The larger companies are just sort of being like, no, we've we've got all of our people. There should be multiple wars or lobbies for the war so everyone can play. Or at least more people. I understand you can't have like a war that somehow spans fifty versus fifty and you stretch that like a one size fits all sweater over an entire server. Like I know that's not really possible. But there's got to be something that would enable it to be more of a we'll make sure folks get involved because you've designed this game around the rich getting richer and protecting how rich they are. And I think that's just a short, I just feel like that's a short road for so many people. They're going to be like, I, I can't do or I can't try or get involved in any of the things that I want to do. Like I'm just sort of on the outside. Um, the fact that 10 of us couldn't flag for PvP and have a good time, I, like, how is that not a sign of problems? You know? How is that not a sign of trouble that 10 of us who've been playing a bunch, we're in the 30s and 40s, you know, we're, we're in a decent set. We're, I mean, we're in a decent tier level, and we, we couldn't do it. We're like, this isn't going to work. Everywhere we went, there were 60s waiting to ruin our day and 160 can just pester you he can just follow you and mess with you and that's exactly what he did he just messed with us it was like he followed us so we decided all right let's try to get him couldn't get him he just kept healing so we left him then he followed us again and he killed one of us and it was just like this is ridiculous one person can do this like one person can can sabotage your entire evening well yeah when there's a scaling advantage and the guy's maxed out you know It'll get better in a week when everyone who is already 60 complain and quit when they have nothing to do. Well, right, because they're going to get to the point, the 60s are going to get to the point where they're like, there's yeah, there's nothing to do other than to dominate the map and continuing your dominance on the map isn't exactly enjoyable according to a lot of the people that have been doing it they're like i it's it's a headache it's it's incessant it's it's not uh it's almost like anxiety inducing because they can't um they can't just enjoy the game they're constantly sort of having to defend their uh their territories um 
Uh, you've got a key. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting keys for sim games now. All right. The issue is that the hardcore companies don't want to risk losing control of their territory, so of course they are going to choose their own people to make sure they continue to hold their territory. Oh, I, there is not a single part of me that disagrees with their decision, right? I think the dungeons are rewarding. I'm setting my sights on the dungeons. I'm level 36 right now, and I would like to figure out how to get into that second dungeon. You have to get like a quest line from some guy, and I, I don't have it. I think I have to grind quests for the guy who gives the quest that starts it off. Like, I think I have to do things for him. At least that's what it seems like. It seems really odd to have dungeons be sort of shrouded. It's like, why wouldn't you just sort of, oh, you hit 35, and then the quest unlocks and kind of ding, like, hey, go talk to this guy. I find that to be really strange, because I think the I think the dungeons are really, really good. The quest is in Brightwood. I I was in, I went to the guy that you're supposed to get it from, and, I, like, the main story gives you a key for all the dungeons. So do you, wait, wait, so do I just do the main quests, or do I do this thing for this guy? Because it said I had to do something for him before I could get in to the actual, um, to, to the actual dungeon when I Googled it. Happy Thanksgiving to Canadians. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to all the Canadians out there. Um, you guys celebrate your Thanksgiving on Columbus Day, which is really interesting how that lines up. Does that always line up that way? Is that is that true every year? You do the main quest and you get a key. No, each dungeon has its own key. Okay. Well, then how do I move the main quest along? I think right now my main quest wants me to do something for my faction. There's another side quest that will give you another key. Okay, main quest to unlock is what you guys are saying. All right, I, I, th- th- I think I might be ha- I might be behind then on my main questing. Um, maybe. Um, oh boy, I got into the game and I was like eternally falling. Yeah, my ser- my server is having a problem. It's like slowly loading all the people, and I'm just gonna sit here and let it do it. Okay, so you get two free keys for each dungeon. Got it. What's good, Galliant? Maybe. Thanksgiving falls on the second Monday of October every year. Is Columbus Day the same? I actually don't know if that's true. Let's see. I, I'm I'm really bad about certain holidays. Uh, it's a national, federal in the United States. It's the arrival. It's I. It looks like they usually celebrate on the 11th or the 12th. So it may be a total coincidence this year. Um, it looks like, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. How deep in the West, deep, deep in the weeds are the main quests right now. My main quest story is level 35, the Marauders support. So I'm supposed to travel to Cutlass keys and talk to somebody. That's where I am in the main quest, right? It's not. I'm driving into work right now. Okay. I've escaped until my wife wakes up. There you go. Yeah, I mean, so my main quest is that's where I am right now. Is a level 35 quest for the... It looks like for the Marauders or stopping the Marauders. I don't know why. Only one faction left to convince. Speak to a Marauder leader in Cutlass Keys after reaching level 35. So... There we go. I, I don't know. I don't know. Good morning, Hilly. 
What's good, Gritter? It was originally observed every October 12th, but was changed to the second Monday in October. Oh, in 1971. Well, there you go. So yeah, it looks like it probably always lands on the th- the Canadian Thanksgiving. If you guys are new and just tuning in, or you're a longtime supporter, thank you for being here. Click the like button. Let's get our first 100 likes. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. New World PvP. Uh, is it or would it be why you play? Is it or would it be why you play? What I mean by this poll question is, is it why you play, right? Is it why you play? And then, or would it be if you did? Or would it be if you did? There we go. Like, I want to know, if you were to play New World, is that something you would focus on? Even to the people in the audience that are like, I'm not playing. Is that where you would focus your attention, the PvP? Yes or no? If you do all the quests in Brightwood, you'll get access to the Starstone Dungeon. Well, right now, I'm in Everfall, I think. Yeah, I'm in Everfall. So I have to do all the quests in Brightwood. Well, the good news is, the last couple times I was up there, that's what we were doing, is we were grinding a ton of quests. You have three quests, and then it will say you have to wait until 40 to continue. What? Okay. Because for me, I just wanted to show off that dungeon today, so I, gr- I I played a little bit yesterday and got my character to 36 so that we could take a crack at it. So I'm, I'm hearing two different things now. I'm hearing continue the main quests, but I'm also hearing do all the quests in Brightwood and you'll get access to the Starstone dungeon. So I've got over 50 hours, haven't flagged for PvP yet. I have a ton of hours. I mean, I have a level 36 character and I flagged for PvP for the first time on Friday night and it was not a good experience. Like, we didn't get griefed or annoyed. It was just like, what's the point of this? There's just level 60s everywhere. I was surprised at the main quest line routes players through the dungeon. Solo players or folks who pick up the game may struggle. Well, the game's not built for solo players. I mean, I'll be the first to say that. Yeah, the Starstone Dungeon, JD, yes. Most of the time, the level 60s won't touch you if you're just flagged and questing. They will only go after if you pose a threat to their territory control or you try to attack them. Well, what? If I'm flagged for PvP in their area, homie, they're going to assume that that's what I'm doing, right? They weren't being Richards. No. I wasn't even mad at them. I wasn't. I was like, well, these, these no-lifers are already 60. They're protecting their area. If, unless you own the and then even if you do own the area there's no equation where you're going to go into a territory and flag for PvP and level 60s are going to be like nah just ignore that guy you're either trying to defend your territory or you're trying to take theirs of course they're going to attack you that's how the game's designed if I want to overthrow you or challenge you to a war I go in and do PvP and if you see me in your area flagged for PvP and you're a level 60, you're going to mess with me or you're just or I guess you're just going to let me do my quests. I don't think so. We went to three different territories and where there were level 60s flagged everywhere. Now somebody said, "Oh, you got too close to the fortress, the fort, and that's what they were doing." So we went the other way and guess what? We just got chased by them, and then when we left that area, we ran over the city, and then there was another group. Hilly was out at some fast travel station, and there were guys out there messing with him. 
The dude Hilly Hijink broke ranks and ran off and got killed. Absolute anchor. That's not even what happened. No. I just... I don't think open world PvP works when you can just met when when you basically are motivating people to defend or attack an area. If you're not max level, it's just not going to be an enjoyable experience for you. I did the quest that you are on uh, on stage night, and it will take you to Cutlass to fight at Proving Grounds, and then you head back turn the quest, and it says you have to wait till forty to continue. Okay. The game was designed as a PvP game first. It got switched to a PvE game, and then PvP was uh, redded or redone, maybe, because they did not have enough content for just PvE. There are plenty of other MMOs to play. I'm not saying that, that the PvP shouldn't be in the game. What I'm saying is, even as the PvP is supposed to function, it's fraught with problems. I, like... People that love PvP are agreeing with me. They're like, the wars are annoying. We have to constantly defend. There's no cooldown. So the people that have dominance, they don't enjoy being dominant. The people that want to get involved in wars can't because they're like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they cannot do it. They're like, I, I can't get involved. I'm not in the big company. Our company is smaller, right? A guy in our company is PvP focused and he kills level 60s all the time as a level 47. Well, I'm sure if you spec for it, sure, Demetrius, yes. But if you're just flagging for PvP to do the quests or to shift things and you run into a couple of level 60s, it's probably abnormal for a lower level character to beat level 60s with any regularity. I mean, we're in the 30s, so it might help that he's closer to 50, but, like, a bunch of us were in the 30s. Brother, we were getting, like, two-tapped. I mean, it didn't take anything, and I was on death's door. There's, They were so much stronger than us, and we would hit them, and their health bar would, like, barely move. They, you know what I mean? It was like, no, they, they didn't have to worry about anything. I'm sure there are people that are outdoing the higher level players but but open world pvp as a concept is risky because as soon as you introduce the level differential you're gonna have this problem right you're gonna have this problem dusty the mad has sent me a friend request i feel like i recognize that name it's definitely abnormal the dude is a pvp outlier i would say so Maybe have not done enough of the wars, but they are apparently lucrative to take part in. You get quite a bit of gold standing Azoth XP in a loot chest. Oh yeah, everybody wants to be involved with the wars. I think the wars are one of the main reasons that the game has a chance long term because I think people feel that sense of importance, that draw of like, oh, I want to be involved, I want to go, I want to fight. But there are complaints now arising both in articles and on Reddit that if you are not the like the leading company, you said it last night. Oh, okay, there you are in chat. I was like, I know that name. Uh, I approved you. Um, I can get. We can get you in the. We can get you in the company too if you need one. Our company has how many members now? Thirty-four members. Nice. Oh, you only get six hundred gold. Okay, okay. So you don't get a lot of gold. But basically, people are saying if you're not the dominant company on that server or as part of that faction, so like. Right now, on my on my server, if you look at the map, it's pretty clear that the group that is dominating for yellow, right? They've got like the, the red hands as their flag, okay? 
they're they're obviously the larger of the of the of the yellow faction right they're they're doing work okay they're 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 doing work and then the green guys it's two different companies it's a company with like a three and then it's a company that is got like a like a skull and crossbones if you're in those companies you're not going to let other people from other companies take part you're just not right you're going to have you're going to have plenty of people in your in your company that you're going to get preferential treatment to and it makes sense like if you want to win the war of course you're going to do that you're going to go with the people that are in the bigger faction the bigger I'm sorry the bigger company and they want that control so exactly what I said was going to happen is happening people are trying their hardest to get into the wars and they can't do it now I'm not saying that these dominant companies should be letting everybody in but the game should have intrinsic protection against this happening because if not your player base will lose interest. You'll have people that'll walk away. Taking a drink of my shake. Sorry about that. Yo, what's good, Agent Atwood? I am good. If if you if you got this game for PvP, okay, and this audience is a is a lot more PvE oriented, so the poll does not surprise me. Okay, the poll does not surprise me. But if you got this game for PvP and you thought those wars looked really, really dope. How long are you going to put up with the game if you can't if you can't get into one? If you're doing your part and you're leveling up and you're in a company and you're helping and you're doing all this stuff and you're you know but you can't get in, I would just be concerned. I'm like, how long are players going to put up with that? When the rich get richer, okay, the poor get poorer. That's just kind of how it works. It's how that math equation works and. How long are folks going to put up with that? I mean, a lot of a lot of players might be like, I got this game for PvP. You know what I mean? I'm not saying this is a PvE player and complaining. I'm saying there are PvP players that are going to be like, I don't like the way this is, is, is fleshing out as a game, you know? It's definitely an issue because so many of these servers can't get into the wars. I've signed up for five so far and have been passed on all of them because the company I'm in doesn't control the area. Right, you're trying to help your faction, but you're not a part of the company, the big company, the dominant company, and so they're not going to give you a chance. And then the other thing the guy talked about in the article is you literally have to wait until the last minute to know whether or not you're going to get in because you might be on, like, the waiting list. They might get you in if somebody doesn't show up. JD says, I was going to server swap to my other friends that I recently found. They play and they held a territory so that I can PvP because I'm definitely getting left out even as a level 60. That's exactly right. A lot of people are considering server swapping because of everything I outlined this morning. The the map control isn't going their way, so they're like, well, who the f- I'll just go to another server. My friends have a server they say is better. The wars are causing people to want to switch servers because they can't get involved, they can't get the head nod, they can't get the invite, you know? Sounds like it's designed how the real world is. Isn't there a problem when a company of 50 players is going to attack and there aren't enough people to defend? How does that work? Anybody from the faction can help defend, Veter. Anybody can help. So if you're in a company and you're purple, and I'm in a company and I'm purple, we both can help with that war. So what ends up happening is tons of players submit 
to go and help with the war a ton now you might be on a server where your faction's getting overwhelmed and you struggle to get 50 that's going to be unlikely I I would think on most servers you can scrounge up 50 people to defend you know even if now you might start to lose those 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 people because they're going to be like look we don't even have a chance who cares and they're not going to they're not going to help in the war they're going to look at the map and say just let them have it i mean what what's the point at this point you know what i mean i was slotted for a war last night i made a point to be online 30 minutes before the war began i got pulled what do you mean you got pulled like I don't understand what you mean. You were slotted in the war and then you got bumped? How does that work? If they tell you you're in, then what? Ex- outli- flush that out for me, Jimifred. I don't understand what you're saying. Good morning, Bell. Well, players who keep getting rejected start to sabotage their own company using excess resources, stealing, ETC, haven't played this game. You can't do much to sabotage a territory. Right? I mean, they can shuffle any time before the war. What? What? Wait, what do you mean? So you can be told yes and then show up and then be told no? They can move you out of the war? The governor of the company declaring war determines the roster. They can change the roster of people in the war up until 15 minutes before the war. Oh my gosh. That just sounds like that's right for just exactly what happened to him. He's like, oh, I got in. Cool. He sets the time aside and shows up. And they're like, yeah, not today, buddy. I was next on the list, and then they moved me to page two. Yeah. See, this is the problem. This is the problem. Is this is just going to lead to incessant right incessant favoritism and nepotism because you're 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 essentially incentivizing people to be that way right you're incentivizing people to be like well i mean we want to win <laughs> so get out we don't want you we th- you know this guy showed up and he's higher level than you or oh my buddy um i'm you know my my buddy is uh is is here now so i'm going to i'm going to get him in uh, invite to the company. Alright, I got you, Dusty. I sent you an invite to the company. You said this stuff before the game came out. Companies are taking control of areas for the factions. They're stonewalling players from doing the war. I know! Everybody told me that I didn't know what I was talking about. Everybody told me that I was ignorant. And I was like, no, I'm not! I know gamers. If there's one thing I know in my seven years of game coverage is I know gamers. I know what they're going to do. I know what communities of gamers will do, what their what their propensities and their proclivities will lead them to do. And I said, this will be a problem. And everybody said I was nuts. That'll never happen, Lono. 
Lono's always right. It's something I've learned. I mean, I try to tell people I don't pull my guns from my holsters haphazardly. I don't make predictions on a whim like, well, I think the sky's going to be yellow. Like, I don't do that. I'm like, no, 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 no. As soon as I heard the details of how that was going to work, I was like, this is going to be a massive problem. So many people are going to get left out and be irritated. There's going to be favoritism and you know all this stuff the fa- the factions aren't even going to matter all that's going to matter is the companies and the big companies are doing exactly that they're they're going to run people off and and then i said that about the pvp level scaling i was like you can't have level scaling what are you going to do what are you going to do you're going to go out in the open oh there's a guy who's 55 and i'm 32 whoop de whoop like he's just going to come over and massacre me yo what's good dauntless I played Far Cry 6 and it was more Far Cry and I think people that like Far Cry will enjoy it and I think people that are like like poo-pooing it or snubbing it because like well I, I just more Far Cry I'm like you don't say really <laughs> I don't know I played it. I played it for an hour. I played it for an hour, and I thought it looked good. I thought the graphics were very impressive for my PlayStation Five. Um, I don't know. I, I if I, I'm telling you right now, if if my wife and I could play that co-op, I would be playing that with my wife. I really, really would. I got it on my PlayStation Five, and I am super bummed that we cannot play it co-op because I would play that co-op with her, and we'd have a freaking blast. Because there's loot, there's level, there's RPG. I gotta figure out a way to get another PlayStation 5 just so her and I can play that game. Like, or figure out a way... Oh, I'm trying to pop my hip. I can feel it. It's like right there. Such an old man thing, right? Like, oh, it's like right there. I can feel it riding my bike this morning. Like, oh, that's gotta pop, dude. I almost forgot I got three shot by a level 50 musket user. Oh, yeah. You got to watch out for the high level guys with muskets. Oh, my goodness. Xbox, you can play co-op since it's cross-generation. So I could set her up on my old Xbox. I could install it on my Xbox Series X, and then her and I could play. Because we both have, we got two TVs set up. That's how we were playing Sea of Thieves together. She got an Xbox. I'm sure you got a couple of those. Yeah, you, now we're talking about buying that dadgum game three times. Well, I guess I could buy it once. I might be able to buy it once on Xbox, then she'd be able to play with me. I'm not sure how that works. When we did that with Sea of Thieves, it was a freaking nightmare. I just ended up playing on PC with Sea of Thieves. I literally took put a PC in the living room because I couldn't get it to freaking work. That was the only way her and I could play uh, Sea of Thieves together. If you have a PS4, you can play cross-gen. Oh, I do have a PS4. I do have a PS4, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how she'd have to buy it. Because wouldn't we have to buy it with like a separate PlayStation account? Home console setting on her Xbox, then you can play anywhere. I got to figure out how to do that. Her and I are playing a really, really, it's an adorable little game. It's like a cat. We're like, I'm a cat and she's a dog. It's like, and it, the, the, unfortunately, we had to play the second one because the first one didn't have co-op. And it like it's a little R, it's a little RPG like dungeon crawler with like loot and stuff. It's actually pretty good as long as you're on the home account on the Xbox, dude. I'm telling you right now, I could not figure that out for Sea of Thieves. People told me to do that setting. I did that setting, and we could not freaking get it to work. We, we, I don't know. I don't know what the issue was. If you set the account that owns it as the main account 
for the second console, both people can play it. That just doesn't make any sense to me. You set the account that owns it as the main account for the second console. That's so bizarre. You wouldn't need to buy the game again. I'll DM you on Twitter rather than here. Okay, yeah, walk me through it. Walk me through it. You make her a profile on the Xbox uh, that you are the main account. Okay. Okay. Because that game would be fun for her and I to play. It would feel a little bit like Borderlands because, like, you have loot. I don't know when you play co-op, though, if her character would level and get her own loot. I wonder what that's like in Far Cry 6. Does she just come in and she's, like, a companion? Or does she have, like, her own character and her own stuff? I'd be interested to see that. So, if you guys are new and just tuning in, we're pulling the chat about PvP and New World. I'm actually really interested in people's experiences with it as well. If you're a New World player, we do a lot of New World coverage here. We also cover a lot of variety gaming news. It's essentially a talk show in the mornings with gameplay in the afternoons. So, if you're liking the vibe, be sure to hit subscribe, hit the bell button. Uh, Folks are walking me through how to play Far Cry co-op with my wife. Buy the game on your account. You set her Xbox to your home console. Anyone that plays on the home console can access your games. Got it. Okay, that actually kind of makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um, You love the Far Cry. Uh, I'm loving Far Cry 6. Co-op must be amazing. Yeah, I'm actually curious what it would look like. Are you going to get on the grind during the talk show? Well... I, I'm uh, I'm in the game right now. I'm in the game right now, and here's here's the dilemma. Here's the dilemma. I, I really really enjoy uh, the talk show, and I know you guys do too. And I, so I don't I don't want to like take that away. I don't want to take that away. Uh, but at the same time, we I got to get stuff done. You know what I mean? I got to get stuff done in the game. So we uh, we could conceivably we could conceivably. I'm trying to do that dungeon, and somebody told me that I need to go to Brightwood and do all of the missions in Brightwood, and then that will unlock the dungeon. I I'm, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm level 36. I wanted to show off that dungeon for this afternoon's gameplay session. Okay. You can do it on PlayStation 2. Okay. I wish we had a second Xbox Series X because I mean she won't care about the 60 FPS, but it'll make it'll make my heart hurt that she's going to play that game at like 30. It'll look so bad on that old. It'll look so bad on that old Xbox. So New World's working well for you. Peeps tuning in. Um, we're not sure yet, Dauntless. We are in a bit of a pro. Where are you on the main quest? Here's where I am on the main quest. We're in a bit of a problem, Dauntless, where this is it. The Marauder support. That's where I am main quest. Um, I have just got to get more progress or no one's going to care what I'm doing in the game or no one's going to care what I'm talking about. I've got to get to max level, essentially, right? Um, if your party member has a key, then you can just enter. Do we have anybody? <clears throat> do we have anybody in the community in the company that can just take me into this dungeon today maybe because then i could just sit here and do nothing i could just run around and do you know little piddly things <clears throat> conceivably we could just do the uh the open world whatever those are called the corruptions have Q's gotten any better Q's are essentially non-existent now they're like non-existent everything seems to have settled down 
So, well, my wife and I'll finish this little cat RPG game, and then we'll te- then we'll set our sights on uh, on Far Cry Six. Um, it would be amazing. It'd be am- if I could get if I could get another Series X, that would be amazing. Because um, then we could we could anytime this kind of a thing happens, we could have the, we'd have the game. It could look amazing. We got two TVs. You know what I mean? Um, we enjoyed playing uh, CFEs together. All right, that was fun. Is the game dead yet? No, no. Gotta level those skills. So, I discovered something for leveling that you guys should know about. You're refining. So, over there on the left side of the screen, I got all of my refinings above 50. Okay? And the reason you want to do that is the town board gives you better quests when they're at 50. Now, you don't want to get it too high. If you get it too high, then those town board quests start to get insane, right? Um, they start to get crazy, okay? Series S's are more available. I guess I could get her a Series S, but isn't it a little bit weaker? I wouldn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to get her a weaker system, um, but it would be nice. I know there's tons of games out there that her and I could start to play together um, that would be really enjoyable because not every not everything has couch co-op. So, like, any game that has co-op, her and I could play together if I could get a setup with two, you know, two Series X's. Um... Anytime I try to do the Xbox home trick, it always says that I cannot play because the game's being played on a different console. I, that's what I'm saying, Fazzy. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I, I would... I don't know. It's just discless. I thought it was... I thought it was weaker. You use the Series S? I don't know. I'm selling my Series X. I don't know why I bought it. I never use it. Do you want to sell it to me? Do you want to sell it to me? I will freaking I'll, I'll take it off your hands. Most games run at 60 FPS on the Series S. It's the 120 that don't run on this. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Anyway, when you get those refinings to 50, what you then want to do, okay, what you then want to do is you visit the town board, okay? You visit the town board and you will notice that like the payout on the steel, the linen, the sateen and stuff like that starts to get better. Okay. Okay. You can, you can, you can start to, you can start to get more XP. So what, what some of the leveling guides I've watched, what they do is right. They, they tell you, if you have a ton of Azoth and a ton of coin, you just town hop and buy them all and then use the trade station to complete them, right? That's it. I could for sure if you want to buy it, I got you. I don't even know how we would do that to ensure that, like, I would, you know, I don't, not that I would think a random person on the internet would rip me off, but, like, I want to be able to get it and make sure it works and all of that. Um, okay, okay, Atwood, I see your message. My, uh, the Friday stream was so funny with the pizza rolls and the large fish drinking. Have a great morning. Yo, thank you, George. I had a lot of fun on Friday night with Hilly, even though the PvP didn't work out. Guys, let me do a brief little thing. We, we've not been... I've not been talking about the sponsors and the various ways you can support the channel. Uh, and we really do need uh, memberships to continue. So thank you. It's always good to see so many joysticks and green names. It's good to see so many people keeping their memberships over on Presents. So if you haven't clicked join yet, 
here or on the other channel consider doing that the join button if you can't see the join button you can use the join command that does support me directly on a monthly basis the next thing we really try and promote is the coffee this is our coffee um and uh there's a dark roast and a light roast it's got balanced acidity on both flavors because it's the same base flavor one's just been roasted longer and the balanced acidity is why it's so drinkable this supports my family directly we ship this from our house and and the frickmas blend is in route so we're not going to take orders until it's here uh very excited for that we told you guys we were going to do that that is on the way always remember the shirt command see those commands down in the corner I'm wearing a nice Justice League shirt from the DC collection over at 80s Tees. Be sure to use my code at 80s Tees and be sure to use the Displate command or the Displate link below in the description to get a great discount over there at Displate and that also supports me. I'm going to try to do that a little bit more often um, and I am going to say this, okay? I am going to say this. We are brainstorming what we could do with the other channel because I would like to start to do streams over there um i don't want to change what we're doing here in the mornings we feel like starting at nine o'clock and doing the talk show and then gameplay we feel like coming over here is working well um it's going to be a slow process but we feel like it's working well we feel like it's just a shame at least i had this feeling on friday to have a forty-seven thousand sub channel and to not be streaming over there especially when the results on friday night are pretty good um like man we could be we could be streaming over there so we're brainstorming right now about how there in your memberships if you haven't already because that channel might start to get more we, we're not going to mess with what we're doing um but we think that man that channel there's so many people over there that might start to take, to take an interest if i did more personal content i'm considering doing like a 10-part series over there that would literally be me telling my story and it wouldn't be like a nasty vindictive thing it would just sort of be like a here is everything that happened to me here is everything that happened when i started streaming here's how it's all worked out here's what it's done to me and my family and uh, and my life, and then sort of springboard off of that into maybe more personal style content over there. Um, so just just know that um, we appreciate people maintaining their memberships here over there, or those of you that double dip, uh, and that we might start giving that channel a little bit more. I've got a handful of side project ideas too, and other things I want to do. I just don't have enough time uh, to do it all. Like if I could, if I could clone myself, you know, I would launch a, I would launch three more channels if I could there's so much that I would like to do um, but we just don't have enough time in the day and and we're really hoping that good things start to land with YouTube for live streaming because we burn a lot of daylight streaming we do, we burn a lot of daylight streaming, so if you enjoy the live streams you really gotta support them because uh, we do, we burn a ton we burn a ton of daylight <laughs> We burn a ton of daylight streaming uh, that uh, that I want to continue doing. I really enjoy live streaming, and uh, but we really need YouTube to step it up with some of the fe- some of the features and stuff. So, if you're new, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Say hello in the chat. We always love to be new members of the community. <clears throat> the sub count's been steadily going up for the new world coverage, and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, we love to see new folks, new members, and all of. Uh, the rest. So, I am drinking the Rageous Roast right now. People in chat can tell you how good it is. We do like to sell a couple of a couple of orders a day of Rageous Roast as sort of like our daily quota from my wife. So, good morning, Marsupial. How are you? <sighs> mm-hmm. 
Um, it would be nice to hear your perspective on the whole situation now, looking in hindsight for some of the things that have happened. Right, right, right. Well, and 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 the leaks, you know, the the leaks from Purple are certainly going to shed some light on some things. I think they haven't they haven't put all of it out there yet. Um, they haven't. Where is Jerry? He's over on the chair right now. He's over on the chair. Um, I need like a second camera so I can like show you guys stuff like that. I don't want to mess with the. <clears throat> I don't know mess with that. I could timestamp a video for you with the Xbox running and my name written so you know, just not some random video. Uh, let me know if you actually want it, um, or I'll just post it on OfferUp. Are you trying to? Are you trying to just make back what you what you spend, or are you trying to make a buck? Because you could probably make a buck on it. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not trying to get you know bent over a barrel here. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a box so that my you know my wife and I can play games. 100%. If you haven't had Rage's Roast, get yourself a bag and join us in the morning. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. So good. You got one of my coworkers hooked. I'm getting him another bag in my next order. Oh, thank you, D Tom. Yeah, buy. This is what most people do because I'm like three bags is like the best value. Buy a bag of light and buy a bag of dark, and then uh, and then get your get your get a, get an extra bag for a buddy, and then tell them if they like it to order it at rageousroast.com. <laughs> uh, stock.com. Is this a good site that'll tell you? Oh, buy or bid the lowest ask. No, I'm not going. I'm not going to a place like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, I'm not about to support a scalper. Um, I spent 600 on it trying to get that back. Oof. Is that how much? What do they go for when you buy them from the actual stores? Uh, I'm ordering a whole extra batch for Mother Dearest. D-Tom, that's how you do it. First one's free. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, oh, they go for 500 Okay. <clears throat> how often do they re... Uh, how often do they restock would be my question, you know? Because I know... I know they're better. They're they're restocking slightly better. It seems like than than Sony, just because they're not as they're not in as high demand. Maybe <clears throat> trying to get more for a used one. Well, he's just trying to get rid of it. <sighs> He'll be paying for the next one. That's right, D Tom. That's right. That's right. You're waiting for the Frickmas blend. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Restock, get your Rageous Roast, your Dark Roast, your Light Roast, and some Frickmas. Hey, somebody ordered a bag of Dark and a bag of Light. Thank you, Ghost Archer. Thank you, Ghost Archer. First coffee order of the day. Appreciate it very, very much. If you guys haven't smashed the like button, please do that. Let's go for 200. Um, I don't think we got a response from anybody in the company about doing the dungeon this afternoon. So I'm thinking... Um, I'm thinking that we're going to need, I'm going to need to head to Brightwood. Um, you know, not as in high demand. That's a false statement. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, there, there have been plenty of reports and all the statistics and all the sales and all of the, the speed at which it's been sold and has been purchased that the PlayStation has been in higher demand. That that's, that's not a, uh, that's not a false one. Let's see some more Metroid. That was good to see. 
I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I'm, I want to play more Metroid this afternoon. It's a little too early. You, you, you're you're going you're gonna to probably be conked out and asleep, Derek, by the time I get back into it. I, I did not like it at first. I did not like those stealthy areas. But once I realized it keeps putting you right back at the door, okay, and it's just more about solving the area... I'm still not a big fan of it. I'm not, okay? I'm not a big fan of those sneaky areas. However, I was like, I gotta go back and play more. I, it, it gave me the itch. Like, I think that those little guys, those those Emmy bots, I think they work at a psychological level. They're scary, they're irritating, and you want to beat them. And, like, clearing an area and getting, getting your stuff, I, I think is very, very nice. To, to then go back and get them. It feels good. You have meetings uh, until around 2 p.m. Eastern. Oh, I'm not going to be trying to do the dungeon that late in the day. That's pretty late. I would want to try and get in there earlier, right? Friday night was one of the top 10 fri- uh, Fridays. Uh, hope the B-Day party went well. Oh, thank you, Matazbo. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, if I had more corrupted fragments, I could craft a key for a uh, star stone. I might have corrupted fragments to give you, Manny. I might have some. I need. To, I can check my storage. I can check my storage for um, what's the what's the name of the place down at the bottom of the freaking map? Uh, it's uh, first light. Let me check my first light storage. I have. What do you need? You said corrupted fragments. How many do you need? I have two corrupted fragments. I have two corrupted shards, and I have five corrupted slivers is that enough because i could give them to you and then you could if you could if you can take me in other people playing it fresh are really hooked once they fully dig the emmy areas i'm i'm telling you the emmy areas are tough they're tough they throw you into the deep end of the pool in metroid dread they're like welcome to metroid and you're like oh cool it's metroid and you hear the music at the beginning you're like bah, bah. And you're like, oh, it's Metroid, you know? And it's, it's like, duh. And it's like the smoke's falling. And then you get into the game, and they're like, welcome! And you're like, sweet, what am I doing? And you're like, you're gonna die a whole lot. <laughs> it's like, why? You know? Why? I was irritated. I was irritated, you know? Aren't the Corrupted Stones bound to the player? Oh, they're bound on pickup, Manny. I can't give them to you. Yeah. I uh I can't give them to you. Sorry, that's a bummer. That's a bummer and a half right there. Nothing, nothing I can do. I got nothing for you, son. Yep, it says bind on pickup right on the right on the item. So there goes that plan. Uh, what is this? Oh, I can wear this at thirty-three. Dexterity and Constitution. Um, uh, but I sacrifice, oh, but I get the divine embrace using divine embrace on a target below 50% health reduces it. Yeah. We'll probably have to do that whenever we go into the dungeon. I've got a, I've got a, a cloak that's really good for healing. I usually find people easily hanging out at the dungeon doors. Yes, because it's Metroid. Lots of people forgot the other games are kind of brutal the first time because they all got so familiar and easier by the familiarity. Well, right, and 
the, the funny thing about Metroid is it inspired an entire generation that's a little bit nicer. They're nicer to you. They're like, welcome to Ori in the Blind Forest or Hollow Knight. And they're a little bit nicer. You know what I mean? You just, you just kind of go in there and, you know, you're getting your stuff and the difficulty sort of builds up, you know? You don't have your first panic moment in Ori for a while, you know, maybe an hour or two hours in, they're like, run! And you're like, oh my gosh. But in Metroid Dread, you're like, you're playing the game for like 15 minutes, you know? And they're like, all right, go in here. And they're like, you are, you are dead. <laughs> like, like, okay, let me get, you are dead again. It's rough. It's, it's rough. They don't mess around. They don't mess around. I appreciate the strong turnout this morning. I thought it was going to be a little bit lighter because of the holiday. If you guys are new uh, or a long-standing supporter of the channel, we greatly appreciate you tuning in. We're talking PvP in New World. I outlined a lot of the problems with PvP in New World at the beginning of the show, at the, at the start of the show. And um, we appreciate you guys supporting everything that we've been doing. Metroid 2 and the remake both punch you in the throat almost right away. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny too is Metroid and I have a sordid history because Metroid, uh, Super Metroid, I believe. Um, oh, I'm not worried about that. I bought it on PS5. Uh, the I believe it was Super Metroid uh, was the first game to ever cause me to rage quit. It was my first rage quit. I don't know how old I was. Nine, ten, whatever. And, uh, you know, I went back there to fight Mother Brain. I did all the things, got all charged up, got all ready to go. And, um, holiday? Yeah, it's Columbus Day, so a lot of people aren't working, depending on what, you know, sectors of the of the workforce they work in. Um, I, I know, I know a lot of you are like, holiday? Holiday? No, yeah, a lot of places are, uh, are closed. Um... And uh, I got stuck in the chamber under, like, right in front of Mother Brain, and got killed by the lava or whatever the frick it was. And uh, I was very upset. I cried. I threw the controller, and uh, and I, I don't think I ever went back and played it ever again. <laughs> it's like that was my first rage quit. Super Metroid, man. Woo! I gotta work. It's not a holiday. I'm not saying. I'm not making a statement, okay? Don't go woke on me because I said Columbus Day is a holiday, okay? Let's not do that. It's a holiday to some sectors of the workforce in America, okay? I, I you know, the, 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 my favorite thing about Columbus Day is all the woke tweets. Like, I'm not, t- I'm not taking a stand here. I was just saying, uh, you know, that it is a holiday for some sectors of the workforce. Midnight Mass. Oh, Midnight Mass is very good. I really, really liked it. I love that that group of actors. They're awesome. That was the first Metroid that did that to you? Oh, it was the first Metroid that did that to me. Oh, that's right, because I think I played a lot of Super Metroid. I did. I, I played a lot of Super Metroid. I love Super Metroid. I think, But the original Metroid, I don't think I ever went back to it after that. I was so freaking angry. Oh, it burned me, dude. Burned me. It's a that's that is a, that is a sore spot. It's a sore. That is a sore memory. You know, you guys know what that was like back then, dude. Video games back then did not 
care. They were like, welcome to our video game. You're going to lose so much. You're just going to constantly be dead. Like, you're never, ever going to beat this game is is essentially... uh, That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what games were back like then. I mean, they they were rough. People don't know... Maybe you don't know how good you have it now. You don't know how good you have it. Um... <clears throat> All right. Once you get that far in Super Metroid, you can't die that easily at all. That yeah, you become kind of a tank. That's right. In late day Super Metroid, late game Super Metroid, that is. <sighs> Midnight Mass is based off of a book in the Netflix original movie. Oh, called Hush. Oh, really? Huh. I really liked it. I thought it was excellent. Are you going to run some portals today? I tag along for the corrupted fragments. I tell you what we can do. I tell you what we can do. We're about an hour. We're about an hour into the show. We can keep doing the talk show because I obviously want to hear from you guys. We could debate and do all the things. Um, I just, I'd love it. I'd love. Yeah, we could run all these twenty fives. Do you think that's going to be enough? These are portals, aren't they? Oh no! Wait, you need the big ones. Do you need the big ones? Like the big fat? You need these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need those. Um, I mean, ooh, that's a 55. What the frick? A 35. And a 35. Yeah, there's a couple we could run in Brightwood. Like, if a, if a group wants to get together... Um, hang on, you guys can't see what I can see. If a group wants to get together and, and run them up there in, uh, in Brightwood, I'll just run heel and talk to the audience. You know what I mean? Um, one hour in, I just got notified of the stream five minutes ago. Ah, man, that's such a bummer that the noties don't work all that way. Hush and Midnight Mass are both Flanagan Siegel productions, equally great. Oh, okay, okay. The main character is writing the book Midnight Mass. Uh, thought it was a neat, fun fact. Oh, okay. Um... Can I share a link with you showing how these guys are exploit farming open world bosses in Reekwater? No, I am not going to promote or endorse any of those exploits. They've even said they've even said that they don't want people doing exploits. Like they'll ban you for doing exploits, which is a weird stance to take. Somebody sent me a video of like a, a boar farm that you can do, and I wouldn't do it. I was like, I'm not gonna freaking do that. I'm not gonna risk my character. Because then they'll run some report and be like, yeah, here's all the people that did this boar farm, and then I'm going to be fricked. Like, I'll be, you know what I mean? He writes and directs his wife's stars. The, um, I liked The Haunting of Hill House and then Bly Manor, and this is a lot of the same, this is a lot of the same people. Um, I, uh, I really, really enjoy that cast. I, I enjoy the vibe that they all bring. Um, so, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Have you heard of this other Amazon game, Lost Ark? I've heard people talking about it, yes. I haven't seen almost anything about it, no. Um, myself. Uh, have you watched Squid Game? Yeah, I watched Squid Game, and I just finished Alice in Borderland. Um, Alice in Borderland is, is set to get a season two. They said they're already working on it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It takes a minute to get into it, and again... You gotta deal with the dubs. Like, I just watched it dubbed because I'm busy when I'm watching it, so I can't actively read. I'd obviously prefer um, to read the, the, the subtitles and listen to their actual voices. Uh, but 
it it were it worked on dub it wasn't so bad obviously the voices in the drama doesn't it doesn't translate you know as much um yeah blind manor was perfectly splendid that's right he also did dr sleep which was a great adaptation oh i've not seen that yet yeah 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 the one with uh what is it ewan mcgregor and they it's like the shining sequel or whatever so rip if I get banned you probably won't get banned old soul unless you did it for like I mean if you did it all day for an entire weekend and literally leveled from 20 to 60 they might snag you but like I just wasn't gonna risk it I doubt they're gonna ban anybody for doing the boar farm but it's like I, I'm not I, I'm not gonna dangle my character over that fire you know what I mean which game was the most intense Oh, in Alice in Borderland, um, they were all they were all like like a mind job. So it's hard to know. Like the bus one was a mind job, and then the tag was pretty intense. And then when you realize what was going on at the end of tag, you're like, oh my gosh! I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It's a pretty good show. Insomniac with a five dollar tip. Did you see that so and so got banned? Haven't had the chance to dig deeper yet. That she has been banned like five or six times because that platform is extremely inconsistent, right? That platform is extremely inconsistent. I provided for my family on that platform and got inf- in like indefinitely suspended. They like I perma banned for never breaking a single rule. And but you know, if you're a pretty girl that brings in lots of money, they'll ban you five and six times before making it permanent. Even the one girl, they didn't make it permanent. They just took her partnership. That platform is a freaking joke. I hope all the dirty laundry gets drugged this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and some of them do it for the publicity. Like, she does it for the publicity. She gets banned on purpose half the dadgum time. Why are you letting somebody do that to your platform? Do you know what I mean? Why are you letting? Oh, you like the round glasses? The square ones got scratched, and I couldn't take it anymore. It was driving me crazy. Um, I actually prefer the square ones. I, I don't know. The round ones are okay. I, I don't, I've got to get some new glasses and I don't know what we're going to do. HyperX, their, their application process was terrible and blue blocks. This isn't going to work out because there's too much glare. You know what I mean? She was banned on other apps as well. Uh, mum's the word on this ban. I think interesting, huh? I have found it interesting that people are getting banned and unbanned in the wake of the leaks. Like, what is Purple worried? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. The round ones are fire? Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the compliments. Um, I'd love to... I don't know. They probably wouldn't work with me. But, like, Gamer Advantage, that's what I'm wearing. Like, I'd have such a hard time going to other glasses. Like, they're so comfortable. They're so light. I love the sunglass attachments. I I just... I don't know if I, I could ever work with them again. Um, more modern yeah more intellectual yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I like I mean I like them they're comfortable I, I think their glasses are great they're a great product that's why I worked with them they sent me a pair and I wore them and I was like these are fantastic you know they're just they're so light and then they do they do like you know they're real flexible and all that well way to find out is meshes him I mean, uh, me, me and the CEO stayed on relatively good terms after everything that happened. Like, a lot of those guys felt bad. Like, they were like, we didn't have a freaking choice. Like, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? We didn't relish in what happened. Um, so, I guess I could say, hey, you know, have I hugged the cactus long enough? You know, can I start working with these companies again? But, I don't know. 
people would be pretty uh, pretty irritated. Me like either round ones? Oh, really? Okay, well, I'll take those compliments. I'll take those compliments. If you're new, this stream is not always about telling me how good I look. Uh, we, <laughs> we talk about a variety of gaming news topics here, and we've been heavily covering New World, and today I outlined the uh, the PvP problems with the game. Um, I think PvP could be very, very good for uh, this game. Um, but it, at the current moment, it's got a lot of problems. If you have any issues, complaints, or ideas about PvP, be sure to hit subscribe, let us know in chat. The only big reveal from the leak will be that idiots like this guy are getting rich for being idiots, and their fans are still uh, donating. Well, I, I don't even care what people make. I knew what people make. I was a top earner over there. People don't realize that at the time that I got banned, I was in like the top 50 earners on the platform. Um, just for that month. I mean, I don't think it was going to last, but it might have. Who the frick knows? We were right around the corner from like a gifted gifted sub initiative. May, I might have maintained top 50 earners over there. Um, we were, you know, something special was happening with us. Um, but there was no ulterior motive in, in taking me down, sure. Uh, and so, I don't care that people make tons of money. I'm talking about the the plans and the collusion and the corruption and the targeted, you know, go mess with this streamer, go mess with this guy, the directory manipulation. I'm convinced a lot of that probably went down in the whispers and stuff, so I'm, I'm hoping that that can, that, can, that can come to fruition. So... I'm not really into a stream where Lono gets complimented. I may have to leave. <laughs> uh, why do glasses make people think someone is more intellectual? If someone uh, had, le- had one leg, wouldn't you think them to be more athletic? Right. It is. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like, well, your eye, your eyes are weak, so you're clearly intelligent. <laughs> you, you have weak eyes, so you must be really smart, you know? I don't know why. I don't. It's got to be a thing from, like, like authors getting their photo taken with glasses on, maybe, you know? And everyone just assumes then that that, that becomes synonymous with it. You know what I mean? Um, to the general public, I think the biggest thing... You think that's the biggest thing that gets le- uh, learned? Fear me, I have weak eyes. Yeah, that's who got banned again, Sacrificer. Um... You look great, Harry. I don't think he's talking to you, Harry. I think he's making a Harry Potter joke about my glasses. Uh, not that I have any dirty laundry because I was not uh, a know-it-all, but what happened to you made me step away from streaming. It was scary to witness that in real time. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It dates back to when glasses were first introduced because scientists used them to extend their careers because they were the most... Hang on, Manny's inviting me to a group. They were the most at risk for going blind young. Oh, it might have been a status thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might have been a status thing. Like, people with glasses were of a certain status. And so maybe you were viewed as like a more of an intellectual higher high society or whatever the frick. Like, the poor... The poor didn't have freaking glasses, you know what I mean? They probably didn't even have books. I mean, how long were were the poorer classes of, of society not even able to read? You know what I mean? They were they were illiterate by design. That was how that was how some of the the power structure worked back then. You know what I mean? I used to be Lord Gabby. 
I remember that name. I remember Lord Gabby. Did you run with all the PvP guys? I feel like there was somebody with that name that messed with me and didn't like me and then suddenly decided that they did like me. I don't know if that was you. There was somebody who ran with the PvP guys that used to mess with me and make fun of me and then suddenly decided I was cool. Like, I don't remember if that was you. I don't know. It might have been somebody else. No, 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 that ain't you. Okay, that must be somebody else. Pretty sure it dates back to that one nerdy smart kid in my middle school that wore glasses. He was smart, so therefore all people with glasses are smart. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if it is. Like, I wonder if it creates a cultural propensity in somebody that, like, you get made fun of for wearing glasses, so you become less socially, you know, involved, and then you start to focus on, like, study and, you know, other things that aren't the you know the in crowd in high school was doing like what like sports and band and like all the different clubs and you're like well I'm gonna study and be smart you know and get into computers I wonder if that created that trend somehow so that you end up with a bunch of glasses wearing you know nerds and geeks that are like you know bookworms and book smart or whatever the frick I don't know there's a guy in my name, and his name is his name is <laughs> their name is. I need you to see this. I need you to see this. Their name is Witch, <laughs> Witch Titty. There, there we go, and they're dressed appropriately. <laughs> oh, I mean, with that hair color and that outfit, I mean, they should probably be streaming on purple. I would. They're 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 ready. Just get them a <laughs> just just get them a hot tub. You know, get them a hot tub and start that OnlyFans in that fan house. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great brand name too, you know. Witchtitty.com. The kids who wear glasses are definitely the ones to remind the teacher about last night's homework. <laughs> uh, which one? I'm fond of the right side. There you go, Abe. There you go. I can't see more than a foot in front of me without my glasses, and I'm an ancient literature major. Coincidence? I think not. What a nerd! I'm just kidding. Uh, I've been a lurker and sub for multiple years when you were on Purple. When all of it happened, I took a long break from watching a lot, uh, but I'm back for support. I appreciate that always snacking. I, I recognized your name. You were, yeah, you were around all the time back then. Um, you were around all the time back then. I appreciated it. Um, a lot of folks have come back around, you know, over the over the months and over the course of the time period, you know, people have changed their mind or, you know, maybe raised their, <laughs> raised their empathy uh, you know, empathy's empathy's not really a a, a character trait of uh, of psychopaths and uh, and and frauds, but but <laughs> it is uh, it is a common character trait of like normal human beings, you know, <laughs> normal human beings. Um, what is this DM? Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay, quiet shy girl sent me a DM on how to do the thing well once we get a separate a second one we could always try it we could always try it on the on the older xbox and see how it runs for um we'll see a lot of folks missed uh we got a good crowd now oh yeah 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 i do i miss a lot of those folks i mean we got a pretty solid base right now we just we just need youtube and new world to do good things for us and we can kind of build um we can kind of build i think on that um 
I mean, I would say that even some of the ideas I have for what to do with the, the SNTR Presents channel, the larger channel, um, you know, I'm not saying that we're going to do this. It's just a possibility. Like, that could evolve into the personal channel just because people mainly only pay attention to content over there if it's personal. Like, if I uploaded, like, shorts and stuff, and they thought it was going to be, like, something super personal, they, everybody would watch it. So there's a lot of people subbed over there that don't care about my gaming coverage, but they would probably dig, like, personal stuff. I just, we got to be careful with that. I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't even know when we would do it. Um, I don't want to disrupt the content flow over here. I think the content flow over here has been really, really good. Yo, Gabby, doing a membership. Thanks so much for clicking the join button. If you guys haven't clicked the join button yet, consider doing so. It supports the channel directly. It gets you a badge emotes. It gets you increased access in our Discord. If you're trying to play New World or other games with people, Halo and Battlefield and all of that, we've got rooms set up for you guys. And so we appreciate everybody that's been, uh, been a part of that. You know what uh, will do good things for you? People that order Rageless Roast. That's right, Abe. That's right, Abe. We've, uh, we need two more Rageless Roast sales today. We only got one. So let's pump those numbers up, man. Uh, <clears throat> after the Metroid stream, I checked it out this weekend. I'm hooked. It's good, isn't it? It's tough, though. It's tough. It's good. But boy, it's not nice to you. <laughs> it's... It's not very nice. It's mean. It's like welcome to Metroid. Bam. Just punches you right on the nose. What did you think of the Battlefield 42 beta? I thought it looked amazing on my Series X. I was blown away by the graphical fidelity of my Series X. Now, there were some issues. I know there's some performance issues with the game, right? I know there are some performance issues with the game. However, I mainly got frustrated by the fact that it's and this is this is not a fault of the game but man you cannot play that game by yourself you just can't i had one good game and then it was like they decided i needed to play against good players um and i needed to play with bots like i was on a team of bots dude it was horrible i had one good game and then i felt like i got absolutely punished for it i don't know it if you play that game with your buddies, it's probably a dadgum blast. I really think so. If they can fix some of the weirdness with like, there was some weirdness with like latency and hit detection and stuff. If they can iron some of that stuff out, I think it's, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. Perkataku, you could always just pirate it. I don't know. Who publishes an article like that? Who? Idiot Genius Gamer just upgraded to gaming tier 2. Anybody in a tier 1, man, upgrading to that tier 2 is so helpful. Thank you for doing that. I, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, thank you so much, my friend. Um, you can take part in video game voting, get first dibs on stuff. Wait, I got codes for the... Oh, it's over. Never mind. I got codes for the, the Battlefield beta, and I forgot to give them to you guys. Um, Somehow 2D and terrifying me like Super did as a kid. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> I Who? Okay, so Kotaku posts an article. I'm going to put article in quotes. Whatever the frick they thought this was. It was basically a guide on how to pirate Metroid Dread. I was like, why, are, why didn't you publish this? What are you doing? What? What? It was basically like they wanted to report on how the game is running in 4K through emulators. That was how they got you to click. But then they literally promoted and linked you to how to pirate the game. I'm like, this is, you're promoting theft. That, what? 
Can you imagine doing that with like a Disney movie? Being like, oh, the latest Marvel movie, Black Widow, can be downloaded at this BitTorrent. People be like, what the frick are you doing? Disney would have your head on a platter by noon. Why are you... Like, I'm like, Nintendo, hello? Like, take this down. Take this article down. They're literally promoting stealing... Like, stealing property. It's insane. Now, it'd be one thing to do an article about emulation as a topic and preserving video game history. Like, I get that. I do. I know Young Ye is really big on that. I know a lot of content creators are really big on preserving the video, like, history of video games. It's almost like we need, like, a, a museum of video games by way of emulation. Like, I get that. Okay? That's, that's a touchy subject. That's a touchy subject because it involves copyright it involves property it involves what is essentially stealing okay but there's a big difference between like trying to preserve a game that cannot be purchased anymore and being like yeah this game that just launched yeah this this guy here you can go download it the what what are you doing what <laughs> i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it i called him out i was like this this isn't journalism. This isn't reporting. This is douchey. You're just telling people where to download the game? That's not cool. That's that's wrong. Pretty dangerous. Nintendo don't play when it comes to protecting their IPs. They'll come for you hard. I would love to see Nintendo go after Kotaku for that. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why? Why are you promoting that? Some people prefer playing the games on PC, um, but they buy a copy. Look, if, if you're if you're gonna be like classy about it, and you're gonna buy a copy, but then play it on your computer because you have a, you you like a controller or you like the better graphics, whatever. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna get up your nose. I'm not. But like, what are you doing? Why what, you're, why why are you promoting? Why are you promoting stealing? Con- like, I don't know. They'll never get another piece of Nintendo news ever. I don't know if they got it before then or not. I would imagine never. Yeah, not after that. Don't underestimate the ill will Nintendo has earned in recent years. When they killed AM2R, uh, they especially angered uh, angered Metroid fans. Like, I'm not going to pretend that that everyone loves Nintendo, okay? In the gaming world, they, they certainly have their own, you know, sordid history with the gaming community. Okay. I get oh, I, say, I I get that. I'm not going I'm not going to argue otherwise. However, however, you're it's it's still their property. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like there are plenty of companies out there that I'm sure we could point to saying they did X Y and Z and we don't think that's good or blah blah blah. That's fine. That doesn't mean you can just go steal. Like you may have, you know, ethics and, and business ethics, you know, criticisms and business philosophy criticisms of Walmart. But that doesn't mean you can go steal from Walmart. You, you know, we, we, that, doesn't, that doesn't justify that. I mean, you start, you start going down that pathway, and that's just sort of a, a road to, to anarchy. Well, we don't like what this company does. Your cheeseburgers are too expensive, and so we're going to burn the building down. Like, what? what? You, know, you can't do that. We're going to steal all your cheeseburgers, you know? Metroid fans angered, but it's the worst selling uh, IP. Get out of here with that. Maybe they should support more. 
It's the how is Metroid the worst selling IP? It's ancient at this point. It probably sold pretty well on. The, didn't one of them come on the DS? Nintendo DS is like the most highly circulated piece of gaming equipment in the history of gaming equipment, isn't it? Isn't Nintendo DS like the most the most purchased piece of gaming hardware? Like I don't know ever. <laughs> and didn't a Metroid land on that platform? It had to have done pretty well. I'm assuming a lot here, but the DS is like one of the most successful pieces of hardware ever. And that was one of the only ways you could get one of the Metroids was on that was on that device. I'm not wrong right now, am I? That, that, that That's... I'm saying that and it sounds right, but Metroid 2 remake on the 3DS. Right. Also, Lono talking about stealing burgers. Coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the second most. It's the second most. Metroid Prime Hunters was not really that popular. Oh, yeah. Once they div- once they once Metroid diverted away from the 2D side scroller, it wasn't going to be as popular. I mean, I- I'm pretty sure Metroid Prime did well, um, but I don't necessarily think it was as commercially successful as it would have been if they would have stayed true to their roots. Do you know what I'm saying? That'd be like Call of Duty suddenly being a side-scroller. You'd be like, what the frick is going on? You know what I mean? Kirby is more popular than Metroid. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a fair comparison, though, because Kirby had a lot more titles released. Kirby also had a lot of, I believe, Japanese-only versions released. So, like, globally, Kirby has a huge advantage because if you... If you appeal to and sell to the Asian market, which Metroid might have done okay on 3DS, I don't know. Kirby sort of fits that Hello Kitty bill, you know what I'm saying? So there's versions of Kirby I don't even think you can get in the West. So that's not necessarily a fair comparison, you know? That's like that's like comparing that's like comparing Mario to um I don't even know what would be like a lesser known Nintendo character. Like it isn't really fair. I mean Kirby's a pretty big name. You know, and and again, there, there's there's a there's a cultural market shift there. You know, Metroid's never been a huge seller ever. Kirby is also generally a kids game. Metroid ain't that. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and argue that like Metroid's been massively commercially successful, but like successful enough for them to continue to use it. I, you know what I mean? Samus is extremely popular. Metroid's a very middle-of-the-road game in popularity. It's a weird thing. Right, because, like, Samus Aran is everywhere. They throw her in all the Smash games. They, I mean, haven't they? They've thrown her in a couple of games, haven't they? I mean, she's pretty popular. Um, it, I, Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say that every single game that Nintendo cranks out is, is as commercially successful as Mario or The Legend of Zelda or, or even Kirby, for that matter. But... Metroid's a great franchise. I mean, there's an entire genre of video games called Metroidvania games. Like, <laughs> the, the, the root of that classification is Metroid. I, I, don't, I don't see any Sonic genres out there. I, I, I don't see any Mario genres out there. But the Metroidvania is an entire genre that is uh, that's done very well over the years. You know, some of the some of the some of the most recent biggest popular indie titles fall right into that lane, whether it's Will of the Wisps, Ori, or the next Hollow Knight. I mean, these are these are fairly popular games and they, they land in a genre literally named after Metroid. You know? Kirby's named after a CEO at Nintendo. Oh really? 
Nothing come close to Mario. I mean, nobody's going to take the crown from the king, dude. Nobody's going to take the crown from the king. Mario is... You'll never you'll never top him. He is the video game icon. No one comes close. You know what I mean? My understanding is people like to emulate because the PC can run Switch games so much prettier and with a better controller. Oh, no. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Believe me. I don't emulate. I don't do any of that. It's tempting for Breath of the Wild. Surely. Surely. Very tempting. Um... You've never played a Metroid? I have played Castlevania, though. I don't know, man. You've played one Nintendo game. you played them all. <laughs> they use It's the same platformer for every game. That's right. That's right. Mario's a platformer. Think about that for a second, though. Mario invented the platformer to a certain extent, right? Now, the, the, the original platformer would probably be considered Donkey Kong, um, historically speaking. The first and original platformer would be Donkey Kong and then Donkey Kong Jr. Because you're on platforms and you're getting past obstacles, which essentially inspired an entire generation of gaming. Like, it influenced gaming as we know it, because that was what led to the birth of Super Mario Brothers, which is essentially the, the, the grandfather of, of video games in your home. You know, now that's obviously after Atari and the popularity of Miss Pac-Man, but still, Super Mario Brothers essentially changed gaming, and it was inspired by the idea of a platformer. Atari had platformers? That's an absurd statement. Mario plays nothing like Zelda. Oh, no, no, he's memeing. He's memeing, Derek. Somebody said that the other day about PlayStation games. He's totally memeing. <laughs> Um, in any case, in any case, Atari had platformers. Well, okay. What would be a platformer that predates Donkey Kong? Cause you understand what I'm saying? Donkey Kong. I'm talking about, that's an Atari game. That's a, that's a Coleco game. That's a, that's a, uh, that's an arcade. That was back in like when arcades, was there a platformer that predates Donkey Kong? Yeah. Pit. Oh, you might be right. You might be right. Pitfall might be the first platformer. Huh? Not somebody, me, I said it. Yeah, it was Mo. It was Mo. <laughs> Mo said all PlayStation games are basically the same. Pitfall might predate Donkey Kong. It might. It might. And then does something predate Pitfall? That'd be a really interesting study to go back and look to see. It's a scroller. It's still a platformer, though. You're going across, you're going across platforms and jumping over stuff. A side scroller, a two D platformer, you're, you're, they're 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 kind of one and the same, right? Like you're 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 saying they're interchangeable. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, Pitfall, and Super Mario Brothers are all essentially platformers in their heart of hearts. You're you're going across and having to jump over obstacles. That's that to me is a platformer. Now platformers can be side scrollers. Now Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Junior weren't weren't side scrollers because you were essentially on one static screen, so it wasn't side scrolling. It was staying put. Jumpman, lots of platformers back on stuff like the Coleco and the Commodore. Okay, so Donkey Kong came out in 81 and Pitfall was 82. Okay, so Donkey Kong beat Pitfall by one year. Load Runner was 83. Is there anything that predates Donkey Kong then as a platformer? I'd be very interested to know. Hubert, Frogger, River Raid. No, River Raid, River Raid and Frogger I wouldn't consider platformers because River Raid and Frogger were top-down. Those were top-down... Um, yeah, yeah, those were top down. I don't know what you would call those top down navigation because you're basically navigating the area. You know what I mean? Mario started in Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. 
rescuing the princess from a from a from a gorilla instead of uh, from Bowser. That's right. Internet says no. Any platformers that predate Donkey Kong. And but we don't call platformers that. Joust is 82. Yeah, Donkey Kong's winning. Donkey Kong is considered first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was right. I said, I was like, I think Donkey Kong might be the first platformer which influenced Mario. I mean, it was was essentially the birth of Super Mario. Jumpman was 83. River Raid was a scrolling shooter. Yeah, as a top-down, though, it was almost like bullet hell, like low-level bullet hell, because it was very tactical. River Raid was freaking tough. Oh my gosh, it was tough. It was very, very challenging. Those old games, dude, it was so easy to die. River Raid got... Crazy. I mean, crazy. You talk about, like, one mistake, you're dead. I mean, that was essentially River Raid. Once you got on the upper, real narrow areas, you just, you had to freaking memorize every aspect of it. Manic Miner was 83. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember liking Donkey Kong Jr. more than Donkey Kong. I think it was, obviously, it was newer, so it was kind of like... Pac-Man and Mrs. Pac-Man. Like, Mrs. Pac-Man came behind and was more popular, you know? Google says something called Space Panic was the first platformer, and it came out in 81. So apparently there's a game that predates Donkey Kong, maybe by a couple of months then, because Donkey Kong also came out in 81, right? River Raid's my favorite. Atari game, maybe? I liked a game on the Coleco called Frenzy. It was like, boop, boop, ba-doo! And you like went into these rooms and had to shoot these guys. That was pretty dope. Wolf 3D being the first, there were others, but it's the first big established success. Right, right, right. Why was Miss Pac-Man more popular? Uh, there's a whole documentary on it, isn't it? Because like it was controversial. Because didn't the guys that made Miss Pac-Man didn't they basically mod an existing Pac-Man and that's how they came up with Miss Pac-Man? But then Miss Pac-Man ended up being more popular, but they didn't necessarily have the rights to do it. I, there was all there's all kind of nonsense that happened with that. It wasn't like they decided to make a sequel. The story of Miss Pac-Man is actually I like very interesting. I remember watching a documentary on it. It was like blowing my mind. It was like what the frick? Like they basically they basically. Um, they basically stole the game, I think. Netflix has a doc on that. Yeah, yeah. They essentially stole the game, as far as I know. It wasn't theirs. What's the name of the doc? Um, let's see. Netflix documentary Pac-Man. Google is our friend. High score. The history of classic video games featuring insights from the innovators who brought these worlds. It might be called High Score. I think that might have been the one that I watched because that's about um, maybe not, maybe not. That was like it might be a series. There's like a documentary. It's like two hours long or something, isn't it? Miss Pac-Man ran faster, so people liked it better. Same thing happened later with SF2 board mods. Mrs. Pac-Man: The Untold Story. Is that it? Oh, Pac-Man's in an episode of it. Okay, okay. So high score. And then they'll talk about it. Weren't they both made by Namco? I swear to you that the no, no. I swear that when I watched it, it blew my mind that these guys, what were they like at MIT or something? Oh, Street Fighter 2. I forget where they were, but they basically like modded and they just took took apart a Pac-Man and like modded it. 
and made changes to it and put a little bolt bow on her he- on his head and called her Mrs. Pac-Man and it ended up being way more popular you know as Derek was saying like she moved faster so that and that you know that made uh, that made people like it more and he said the same thing happened with Street Fighter 2 really really the game that, that that everybody should be talking about in the realm of fighting honestly is clay fighter 63 and a third <laughs> clay fighter clay clay fighter oh man we rented that game so many times that game was it was not good <laughs> it was not a very good game and we loved it we loved it the one guy that was like, medicine ball medicine ball and he could like turn around and fart and like the fart would like travel across the screen Miss Pac-Man is GCC Midway. Mmm. There you go. Man. Man. The Gumby knockoff was the best guy in the game. I forget. I forget. I just remember it being like, like, we played it. I think deep down we knew it wasn't that good, and we didn't care. We didn't care. We played, we ran, I ran that so many stupid times. You can go there and get a little token. I remember when we finally had us. We didn't have to rent Goldeneye anymore or uh, WrestleMania 2000. We found WrestleMania 2000 for sale somewhere, and I remember getting Goldeneye for my birthday or something. And it was so nice not to have to go rent them all the time. Like that was your weekend. You, I would get home from school on Friday, and I would walk. I would watch. Uh, watch. I would walk to. Uh, I would walk to Tip Top Video and pray that the game that I wanted was there. Like, the little tags would be, like, dangling in front of the games. And it was the worst. It was such a devastating feeling to go over to the side of the store where they had all the the Nintendo 64 games and for the game that you wanted for the tag to not be there. It was the worst feeling. It was like, ah, oh, I'm not going to get to play it this weekend. You'd go ask the guy at the counter, like, hey, do you guys have any more of those back there? No, man, we don't. Ugh. And you'd have to, like, settle for something else. You'd have to go rent something that you weren't really interested in. You know what I mean? The absolute worst feeling ever. <laughs> the peak arcade fighter was Primal Rage. I wish they would reboot that franchise. I remember those days. Yeah. Or the one you wanted was rented already at Blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether it was Blockbuster or the little local places. The little local places you had more. You had a lot more luck with, right? You had a lot more luck with. Like, Tip Top Video was a small little place within walking distance of my house. And boy, oh boy, that you your luck was better there. You go to the big box stores like Blockbuster and Hollywood Video, nah, you're free, you're at, no way. Absolutely not. Because those places were on a street corner and everybody saw it. You know what I mean? When you want to rent Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, you have to settle for Pit Fighter. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Wasn't Pit Fighter an arcade game? And it was all like very, very stiff animations. And it was it, they tried to look like Mortal Kombat, I think, didn't they? Oh man, that was bad. That was a bad game. I went to Blockbuster so much that they knew me by name. Remember when my they introduced the memberships for rentals? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Tip Top Video had like the little like adult room. It was like a it was like a saloon door that swung open. And you could see right. You could see above it. It didn't hide what was back there. You could clearly look back and just see all this nasty stuff. <laughs> it's like what the frick? They didn't even name and care. 
They didn't care. They're like, yeah, we can't afford a curtain. <laughs> you remember when trading or loading games with your friends at school was more valuable than cash? I remember my friend, his name was John. And when the Nintendo 64 launched, he, um, he was, he was adopted and his parents just kind of like, they kind of let him do whatever he wanted. Like it was one of those relationships and he was a good kid. He was a good kid, but he definitely kind of took advantage of like, you know, and I don't think he would disagree with me saying this. Uh, you know, he kind of took advantage of the fact that, like, he was adopted. They would kind of let him get away with murder when he wanted to, you know. And he was generally a good kid, though. But, you know, he, he, he could kind of be disrespectful and talk back and stuff, which for me growing up was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe the stuff he got away with, right? Because I grew up in a, in a more traditional, a little bit more strict, you know, home. Not super strict, but we weren't like, you know, you know, we weren't like lining up for dinner and like saluting our dad or anything, but we went a little bit more of a traditional, more stricter home. And when the Nintendo 64 came out, he took like a week off of school. He just didn't come to high school for like a week. I remember when he came back, I was like, where the frick have you been? I think it might've been three days. I think he skipped like, like he played it all weekend and then he skipped like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And finally his mom was like, you have got to go back. You're going to get so far behind. You're going to fail all your classes. So I remember sitting in the uh, I remember sitting in the lunchroom with him, and he was telling me about Super Mario and how amazing it was, and how like he's he's finding every secret and doing every little thing. And I was I remember being so jealous. I remember being so jealous. And they had like the different color controllers, and somehow he got like a I think he got like a yellow one. There was a color that was like really really hard to get, and I think he had one of the the really hard to get colors or something. Um, and I remember being like super super jealous. I remember going to his house after school. And like he let me start a fresh, a fresh save or something with Mario sixty four. Oh, what an experience that was, dude! What an experience! It was amazing. And I couldn't get past this one part, and I kept falling. He's like, "I could do it for you." He's like, "But then you're gonna hate yourself later. You're gonna wish you had done it on your own." And I knew he was right. I knew he was right. I knew like handing off the controller wouldn't feel good. And so I finally got through it. It was like the it was like the the, the the platform that was like doing this. And I kept hitting my head or something. And I kept falling. He was the guy whose house I went to on my prom night and I played Turok all night. <laughs> he it was it was such a weird time in high school. He went to prom. I think he went with the girl that I liked, and I didn't hold it against him, because what are you gonna do? Like if the girl doesn't like you, like we you gonna you gonna, you know. She wants to go with him. I wasn't going to say no. And I think he went with the girl that I liked. And then I went and stayed the night at his house. And I played Turok. <laughs> I played Turok all night. <laughs> You're making me think of all the crap games we thought were good. The Turok series. Oh, yeah. Turok is garbage. Hot, steaming garbage. So bad. <laughs> so bad, dude. It was not a good game. I remember, like, the one character's name was, like, Adon. She's like, I am Adon. And my friend would pick her all the time and be like, I am a-hole. <laughs> Do you remember the cerebral boar thing? It would, like, attach to the person's head and, like, like drill into their head and they would die. Like, if somebody used cerebral bore on you, it was so tilting. Because, like, it would hit you and you could hear it and then you would be dead. And I remember... The four-player Turok was so frustrating. <laughs> if one person threw a grenade, everybody's screen flashed. It didn't matter where you were <laughs> on the map. 
everyone's screen would flash and it would cause like everyone's frames to drop. It would get like kind of like D -d 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 -d. it would like oh my gosh. <laughs> Those games did not run well, dude. They did not run well. You know. We what else were we going to play though? What else were we going to play at the time? It was that or nothing. I remember there was a perfect dark challenge. There was these challenge maps and we were so committed to beating them. I remember getting like fuming mad at like 2 or 3 in the morning trying to beat this stupid level and we had to stay quiet we were getting so angry oh it was like a it was a perfect dark challenge room and it was like an inverted pyramid and you were like down in the bottom and there were like four entrances that the enemies would come in and it was so freaking hard cuz you couldn't turn around fast in those games it just that's just not how they were built but you needed to for that challenge oh it was so frustrating. We were playing together, I think. I think we were playing together against these bots. And we just could not beat it. We couldn't beat it. Because we had beaten the entire game, and then now we were running these challenges. And it was so freaking brutal. Oh, golly. We were angry. I remember we, we, we would usually prefer to play go games where we could just kind of goof off. Like, we would make... we. <laughs> In WrestleMania 2000, we would make like characters in the game, and uh, they were people that we didn't like, and then we would just beat the snot out of them. <laughs> it was, that was, uh, that was an interesting time. Yeah, that was that was almost every weekend, staying up late at night playing WrestleMania 2000, beating the absolute snot out of our own characters that we made. You know what I mean? Farsight's the most broken gun in the game, shooting through walls. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, no, I do remember that. I do remember that. GoldenEye was better than Perfect Dark. Yeah, GoldenEye was good, but GoldenEye didn't have co-op. Perfect Dark added co-op, which was one of the things that was so fun, is you could play with a buddy. GoldenEye was play play the campaign by yourself or, or play, you know, four people, you know, PvP. And the PvP would get old because there's always one person in the group that's way better than everybody else generally in GoldenEye, that was me. I was the better player in the circles that I ran with, and it would just get boring after a while. It was like, nobody likes to lose to that one player. And I wasn't mean about it. I wasn't, like, rude, but, like, I was generally pretty good at it. This is why I didn't play fighting games, because my older brother and all his friends were really good at the fighting games, so anytime I tried to play a fighting game, I was just getting my, my, my head caved in. I was like... I don't like this. I remember playing Street Fighter at my friend's house and just getting irritated. I was like, this is not fun. Because there's no... F like, losing in a fighting game is demoralizing. Like, there's just, you can't walk away and be like, well, I got a couple of kills. You know what I mean? Like, you could lose in a, in a shooter game like GoldenEye. And you can come in, like, second place, you know, maybe third place. As long as you weren't in last, you're like, well, I got some kills, you know. And... But in a fighting game, if you lose, like, that's it. Like, you didn't do anything. You, you, oh, I got your health bar down. Like, the frick? <laughs> like, you you got juggled across the map on, like, a 45 combo. Like, you know what I mean? Ultra, ultra. And your body's just flying off the map. Who wants to sign up for more of that? You know, I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let's do that again. <laughs> let's do that again. I'm going to sign up for more, uh... <laughs> for more of that <laughs> so I gravitated to the shooters and that's what typically would happen the only equalizer that we all kind of agreed on and we were all were pretty equally good at was Mario Kart 
Mario Kart was like the equalizer, you know? Because somebody would start to pull ahead in battle mode in in uh, in Mario Kart, and then everybody would gang up on him. They'd be like, they got three balloons. Don't take me out. Don't take... Like, these momentary alliances would form in Mario Kart battle mode, you know? Because you can all see each other's screens. And you would know. You'd be like, listen, we all have one balloon left. You're going to make it really easy on the guy up in the corner with three balloons. So you had to be careful. You never wanted to be the guy with three balloons, right? There was a psychological strategy to Mario Kart battle mode. You had to make sure you lost at least one balloon. If you were the better player in the group, right? If you were the better player in the group in Mario Kart battle mode, you had to almost sacrifice one balloon just so people wouldn't pay as much attention to you, right? Because if everyone's down to one balloon and you got three, they are absolutely coming for you. They're going to they're gonna come for you. They're going to all go to your spot on the map and shoot you, and you're never going to get back up. You're going to get stun-locked. You're going to get hit, and then as you're trying to start going again, you're going to get hit again. They're going to absolutely wipe you off the floor. They're not going to let you win. <clears throat> Mario Kart was intensely good fun. Mario Kart 64 is basically unplayable if you go back to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those games, those games don't age all that well. Because... <laughs> What are you doing, boy? I didn't put it in here. Yeah, there was a bag in here, too. Did we get that out? Yeah, we did. It's fine. I like that shirt on you, bro. (laughs) You don't want to brought him in. You're going to bring him in. You bring him in. You bring him in. There's a gift. There's a gift bag. Stay over there. There's a gift bag behind the desk, and that's my fault for asking about it? How is that? But how am I supposed? How am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know? That's a secret. I like how he's just laughing at us. <laughs> how am I supposed to know it's a secret though? Hey, buddy. Buddy. You have my permission to open it. Uh, rip and tear little man I don't know what's in there it could be a dinosaur oh you already got a dinosaur that's right that's right alright be good in school you know (laughs) be good in school or you'll end up like this that is that's stellar that is quite the statement Uh, two months from Bob T with a tier 2 thank you so much (laughs) I appreciate it very much. Thanks for the memberships, the subs, and the likes today, guys. Shoot for three. Shoot for three hundred likes. All right, go on. Go on. I did six miles. Six miles on the bike. I didn't record any gameplay for this afternoon. I was like, I gotta hit the bike. It's been too long, man. <clears throat> Get wrecked, my guy. I, that happens all the time. That happens all the time. I'm like left in the dark. I don't get told things, you know? And I'm like, what about the bag? <laughs> He's in my office. He's standing right there, and there's a gift bag behind my desk in plain sight. And I, I <laughs> it's my fault. It's my fault for asking about it. It's beautiful. Beautiful. 
I love Bill Burr. Bill Burr was on Conan. He's like, he's like, where are you? Where's the accountability? Where is it? He's like, you watch this movie, Monster, you know, and she's a serial killer, but it's the guy's fault. It's not her fault. <laughs> he's like, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's somehow always a man's fault. I loved his bit on that. It was so perfect. It's like zero accountability. That everything they do is apparently a reaction to the badness of a man. You know what I mean? Serial killer. <laughs> still, and it's still somehow a guy's fault. <laughs> however they end up. However they end up. They just pass the buck. <laughs> well, what do you have to say for yourself? You know? You murdered your entire neighborhood. And a couple of dogs. What do you have to say for yourself? Well, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's society. I bet you told you you weren't listening. No! No! That's that's not true! No, I understood how the whole system worked. They had all these things set up, and they had numbers on each of them, and he pulled a number from a bag. So all throughout the day, he got to open like a new present. And there was one random bag put into my office. And I didn't know what was going on with it. Well, his birthday's come and gone. His birthday party has come and gone. It's freaking Monday. So I'm like, what happened with the bag in the office? The one he can clearly see right now. Okay? The one he can clearly see. And she's like, he's like you. He wouldn't have seen it. Because I have, you know, husband dad blindness. I'm like, where's the mustard? And it's like right in the center of the fridge. And so, I mean, I guess she just assumed he wouldn't see it. And so it's my fault for bringing it up. You can bring him in here and risk him seeing it. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, I truly had had no idea it was still back there. I didn't know it was like a delayed thing. Not that it matters. She just told him, you can't have it right now. You can't open it. That's fair. He's a kid. Just tell him what's what. (laughs) Just tell him what's what. Go to school and be a professional or see yourself become whatever Lono is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, Oh, those are cool. Mm -mm -mm. Somebody somebody tweeted something that they're working on like a craft. Yo, good morning, Ginger. How are you? How are you? We were supposed to be playing this morning during the talk show. I just It's so difficult. It's so difficult for me to do that. It really, really is. Like, we, we, we I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. We, we, we might just have to accept the fact that, like, I don't know. We, we, the grind is just, I, I don't know how we're going to level. I don't know how we're going to level. Really, what we got to do is we got to get this dungeon. We'll do that today. And then, I don't know, we'll figure out tomorrow. Maybe we'll just grind um, we, we might be, we might be setting ourselves up for just unrealistic expectations. Like it just, it might not be possible for me to conceivably grind. Um, unless we can get a group in the morning and just run portals and I can just run around and follow and just heal. Um, I might be able to do that and just like sit back in the chair and play a little bit more relaxed. Um, I might be able to do that. Remotes are aerodynamically designed to fall between the couch cushions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have someone else level for you? No, 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 no. I'm 100 plus hours in. I'm hitting level 53. The grind is severe. Yeah, yeah. Lono's heading for a pretty poor lunch today. Listen, living, listen. If there's one thing in my life I've learned is owning your mistakes. But there's also something that I've learned. (laughs) 
there are people and some of them happen to be women who blame everything in their life on men <laughs> like like not all women do this right intelligent you know well balanced ones don't do this <laughs> but <laughs> the crazy ones <laughs> nothing's their fault <laughs> nothing is their fault they're all for public accountability and yet they want none in their own life you know that's how they live in some weird ivory tower of perfection where they're you know all of their woes and problems are not their fault I think you should try streaming super scary games not gruesome uh, but big jump scare games I actually really like playing scary games on stream and we obviously would maybe want to consider doing that with Halloween just around the corner people tend to do that they tend to do like spooky scary uh, games in, in October but for me, but for me, I, the, the problem is, the problem is right now, we kind of have to do a lot of work in this game if we're going to attempt to, like, cover and invest in New World uh, long term. Have you thought about streaming on Reddit also? I just don't know. I, I see big I see big Reddit streams, and I, I don't know how they make any money. I don't think they make any money on Reddit because they're always promoting, like, their Cash App and their uh, their PayPal and like ways to support I just don't know we, we just we just need YouTube to to really land YouTube gaming and, and whatever this project is they're working on you know Fwiz was like bookmark YouTube gaming and getting these big streamers we just need that to land because we're just we're we are scrappy and strong and we're just not getting discovered is the biggest problem we pull excellent numbers for our size like we outpace larger channels with our live streams um but the algorithm just doesn't know what the frick to do with us. You know what I mean? Um, they just don't know what to do with a, with a channel this size that pulls good viewership. It's unfortunate. You know what I mean? It wastes so much time and energy thinking that someone else's success means their failure. Well, when you stream on purple, that 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 to a certain extent is true. <laughs> to a certain extent, that that platform is designed that like if somebody is online and pulling bigger numbers than you they are making it harder for you to be seen and get viewers and get subs like it 100% works that way um you know they'll all say they'll all say that like it had nothing to do with the directory and it had nothing to do with viewership and i mean i have screenshots of of one of the ringleader guys on mixer talking about how he wanted to bring the old uniforms back and wanted to get rid of the new faces of the destiny community it's like Imagine saying that publicly and then trying to act like, well, no, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about the Destiny directory and viewership. Yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't think they're doing that, Optimus. No, because some of our videos break out and do amazing. I don't. I don't think they're in the business of doing that. Um, I would love to get unblocked uh, by him, but nothing I can do about that. There's nothing I can do about that. <clears throat> when it all happened. You know, he probably saw a couple of tweets and was like, boom. And then that's kind of the end of the matter. I wouldn't think that they're doing any kind of shadow banning. Uh, There's no evidence of that in the back end. It's just when you're a smaller channel, you have smaller reach. It's just the way that it works. You know, you just have smaller reach. So the algorithm is going to be nice and it's nice to us. It is. It is nice to us. But it it could be a lot better if, you know, if YouTube gaming, (coughs) excuse me, if YouTube gaming can really you know have a catapult like launch um it, it could really really help us it could and it really really could um because we're continuing to get get better results we're continuing to get better results um but it's just a really really slow process 
you know and when we were only coming over here and doing gameplay we got much better treatment and I don't know why um, I have no idea why when we were streaming in the morning on presents and we'd come over here in the afternoons for gameplay we were getting ridiculously just wonderful recommendations and search results and it could have just been that that gameplay is better for that than like a talk show you know topical content might not be as good for that um, and some of our gameplay streams have really taken off and done well like like the last time we played New World before it launched that video just took off like a rocket I don't have any control over that that's just something that happens you know and it didn't even happen while I was live it happened like five or six hours later so there's, there's just no way to know our Doom no our Quake video did insanely well our Mist video did insanely well it's so random and it seems to really really be uh, gameplay that that can do that. It's just kind of the way that YouTube is wired. Is you get put in a funnel and everyone's looking for the gameplay, and then you know you get it. Um. Uh. If I compare the amount of these people and streamers who have a fifty-fifty split compared to those who probably have a 7525 I don't have uh, we're about to have a big issue I mean I'll let you in on a little secret about getting uh, the the better payout Um, I saw streams on channels with like 100k subs but only 50 viewers so yours is in an entire different ballpark yeah yeah we're scrappy, man. We're scrappy. We're a strong channel. It's just we're just going to have to kind of bide our time. We're just going to have to continue to bide our time uh, and hope that the whatever they're building for gaming and for live streams is good. Because I, I got to think that we would start to be thrown into that funnel. They'd be like, what do you mean? This channel has like 7,000 subs and look at the response every day. Look at the, look at the turnout. Look at the support. What the frick? Like, we, we clearly are hitting, hitting really, really high above our weight class. Um... It might be thinking that gameplay is where the big views are at. Gameplay all the time might be creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. If that were true, they should look at your channel. They need to look at, yeah, having like a podcast category, talk show category. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 could po- I could probably reach out to him and be like, hey, you know, I'd love, to get, I'd love to get unblocked and have some conversations here. I think I could be a really big asset to what you guys are doing and building, but... It's also like you're scared. You don't want to bring attention to yourself. He might not be paying any attention to me, you know, and I can just do my thing. You know what I mean? You want a better split? Uh, then make it worthwhile. Here's what people don't understand. This is what kills me about all the earnings coming out from Purple. This just this just kills me. The, the, the entitlement and the ignorance kills me because um, I'm all about uh, I'm all about equality and I'm all about giving people a fair shake. But quit freaking looking at the trends of purple and acting like someone's manufacturing that in a lab somewhere like educate yourself a little bit about I don't know economics 101 like the way that purple runs and the reason that certain people are super popular is yeah they look a certain way do you want to know why because a huge gigantic portion of these audiences are men in their late 20s to under 40 like lower 40s that's the demographic okay 
The demographic that watches these guys, go look, ask for their demographic reports, and they'll freaking show you. I was in the top earner rankings, and I'm here to tell you, like, 95% of my audience were men in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. What the frick do you want them to do? They're not manufacturing these results in the lab like, the only people that matter are white men. No? That's not it at all. It's supply and demand. It's economics 101. Like, are you going to analyze the trends of people buying Coca-Cola or McDonald's and get angry about the propensity of certain demographics of people like like flocking to a brand? It's, It's not on purple to change that. Like, I'll take a chunk out of that platform anytime I can, but the way people are approaching this, it just blows my freaking mind. It's like, you think they can control what people do? You think they can control who they watch, who they support, who they throw money at? They don't have any control over that at all! It's all, it's, it's a viral thing. Like, XQC, his, his fame, his notoriety, the reason everybody knows his name isn't because somebody chose him, like, he's the chosen one, we like him. No! There's a whole history there. Nobody wants to look at the history and the and the hours that these guys put in and the, and the and the games that they played and the and the timing and everything that happened. Like, look at Ninja as an example. That powder keg rocket that put him into the stratosphere was not something you could manufacture in a lab. It was so much circumstances leading to a hardworking grinding, really, really business savvy young man and his wife attaching to a freaking rocket ship. No, you can't look at that scenario and act like his appearance, well, because he's a white man, like that's why he's been so successful. No, he had been grinding his freaking butt off. Have you even seen the mini documentary on this man's life and everything he did and all the games he played and all the grinding and all the tournaments? He almost loses his vision, has surgery, like all of this happens. And then the runway lights open up. Doc takes a break. A game called Fortnite comes out and he attaches to it and and you want to look at the trends on the platform and act like purple should be doing better they can't control what the audience does what the audience likes and who they're going to start watching they can't they're throwing people on the front page left and right they did it in February and it didn't change the demographics of the website it didn't suddenly make those people way more successful do you want to know why it's a top heavy platform they put the biggest fish at the top and that's where everybody ends up and those big fish got in early they were playing the right games and making the right moves whether it was League of Legends or Counter-Strike or or Overwatch or whatever the frick game they played Fortnite PUBG A lot of these guys made those decisions to grind and play games and climb. Whether it's Tfue or Ninja or any of them. And there was nothing that they could have done to like manipulate that to make it to where like, oh well well, these other people deserve a shot. It's like the demographics of the people showing up are choosing who wins. You Like trust me, I've been on the front page over there. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. Like you you can't you can't make people you can't make people watch, like and support a person. It's not possible. You cannot manufacture brand loyalty. 
like brand loyalty develops organically like it just does it's like they, they have tried everything they can over there they had a whole month where they were promoting people and it's great and I applaud it and I think it's wonderful so during the month of February they're promoting you know people of color that stream on purple that's wonderful it's well intended it's noble it's good but it doesn't change the demographics of the website it doesn't change what people do it doesn't it has it has nothing to do with that you can, you can't change you you cannot change what people do even if right now you went to like one of the most popular directories over there what's one of the most popular directories over there i would think you know fortnite's pretty regularly popular you know counter strike league these are all pretty popular if you took a good player and just threw them at the top of that directory do you think that they would suddenly be you know significantly successful and massively successful and make tons of money no because that's not how it works. The brand loyalty gets established. Yeah, New World right now because of the drops. It gets established and then people flock to that brand. That brand becomes synonymous. And to think that like like they're manufacturing it and that, that they could do something to ma- to change it. It's like, I don't know. I commented, you couldn't pay me to watch content that I'm not interested in. It's a creator's own fault they're not growing and getting paid. To act like, like I said, I, I love to take chunks out of that platform when I can because they didn't do right by me. They didn't. They could have done the right thing and handled my situation professionally, and they didn't. They handled it like a corrupt, back-dealing, horrible platform that they are. So I'll take chunks out of them any time that I can. But don't sit here and act like they're not giving people opportunities to flourish, and it doesn't change what people like. You, you're not going to divert the, the groundswell, the massive audience that likes to watch someone like Tim or XQC or Co-Carnage. You're not going to change what those people are doing. You give people opportunities, you throw them on the front page, you promote them for an entire month, and it doesn't change anything. Why? Because that's just not the way the platform is wired. It just isn't. It's not. It's, it's wired to funnel people to the big, giant streamers, and they got there first it's a top heavy platform that's all about volume and early adopters and everybody's coming in late now and wants a big slice of the pie and because they're not getting it well surely it's the platform's fault right surely this trend is the platform's fault maybe the platform appeals to a demographic and a generation that that flocks to this and you can't change that now this is why I told people, YouTube is better for discoverability. Do you want to know why? It absolutely overshadows that platform with its user base. It's a significantly larger platform, okay? So let's say you were born in Mexico and you want to do an entire channel about like Mexican cuisine, okay? You can do that on YouTube and potentially find people looking for that in a greater likelihood than you would on purple. Why? Because purple's not geared for that. Purple is largely geared for gaming. It's largely geared for top-heavy directories of really popular games, and that's what that audience over there flocks to. So, if you're trying to do something in the vein of your ethnicity, who you are as a person, or whatever, YouTube's better suited for that, because there's an audience for that. The discoverability 
there might be other really popular channels that are all about Mexican cuisine and you start get recommended on those videos and you start to grow. They're like, this person's great. Their production value is awesome. Their recipes are super dope. And then you start to grow. So YouTube is far better suited for discoverability of diversity, okay, diversity and success. But you're still going to have similar demographic realities over here if you're doing gaming. If you're doing gaming, if you're doing gaming content, that reality, I know it's slowly changing. And I know when you look at the global numbers, it tricks you into thinking that like, oh, it's a 50-50 split between like men and women gamers. Well, the reason that 50-50 split exists is because they include the Asian market. And the Asian market includes the mobile games. And the mobile games over there are popular across like gender. So it's not a propensity over there for just men to game. You come over here to the West, and it's very slanted in one direction. There's a whole history there. There's an American gaming culture history there that influenced that. And purple, in a, a lot of the purple streamers are, a lot of the big purple streamers are English-speaking guys. And so they naturally fell into that funnel of dudes watching StarCraft and Counter-Strike and these competitive games. And that competitive gaming, that competitive gaming viewership has a clear demographic. I wasn't even a competitive gamer. I I streamed PvE Destiny content and that was my demographic. (laughs) That was my demographic. That, That was who I appealed to, right? And with respect, everybody getting upset about like the the ear-licking streamers and all the ASMR and everything else. Their demographic... You want to know why they don't make a whole lot of money? You want to know why their earn rate doesn't seem to connect with their viewership? Like, you look at their viewership, and you're like, holy crap. (laughs) Look at their viewership. They're stealing all the viewers. That's another narrative rant I'd like to go on. They're not stealing all the viewers, and no one's claiming that. They create that narrative. I've never seen a single person with with more with enough brain cells to rub together tweeting, streaming, or claiming that they're stealing viewers. They create that narrative to establish themselves as like a victim on the platform. Like well, everybody says we're stealing the viewers. No, nobody's freaking saying that. All right. Nobody worth their weight is saying that. Nobody is saying that. You guys create that narrative so that you can claim people are saying that. I've never seen tweets, I've never seen videos. Maybe some guy will say it just to get clicks because he's just trying to get clicks off of hate. But generally, nobody's saying that over there. They create that narrative. The funny thing is, is the people that are ear-licking and doing all that in that directory, they're the ones that create the narrative like they're stealing viewers. No one's saying that. There's not some like movement of streamers that's like really angry about them. Now, there are people that worry about the the ad the advertisers running away because the platform's identity starts to change. When your front page is scantily clad women, advertisers are going to start to think differently about advertising on your platform. When the content is like jumping on the line of adult content, well, of course people are going to get worried. They're going to be like, dude, advertisers are going to walk away. The identity of the platform is changing. We, we, the frick, well, of course people have, a, people have a right to be concerned. This is where they make their money. And if their ad revenue takes a hit, because ad revenue ad revenue walks away from the platform that's a that's a professional concern that's not somebody saying you're stealing the viewers but you want to know why they don't make as much money even though their viewership's really high i'll tell you why they appeal to a younger demographic that is male dominated 
and uh, they don't spend money. They don't spend money. The younger audiences don't spend money. I had a guy who streamed a sports game, and we interacted a couple times on Twitter, and he had four times my viewership averages. He streamed a sports game. It was like a basketball game or something. And he was, he was blown away by my sub count. I had like 1,500 subs at the time, and you know I only averaged like six or 700 viewers. This guy's averaging like 2,000 viewers. He's like three times my viewership average, and he had a fraction of the subs that I had. He had like four or 500 subs, right? He had like four or 500 uh, subs, and he couldn't believe it. But he realized, and we were in our conversations, he was like hanging out in my chat. He was like, oh, I streamed to a younger demographic. Like, he could look at the demographics of the people that he streamed to, and a younger demographic watched him play those sports games. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I'd put dollars to donuts that the ear-licking yoga pants streams appeal to a younger, non-spending audience. It's just th- th- You're creating something that appeals to a demographic. I create something that doesn't appeal to younger audience members. I sit and speak about games intellectually. Like, the younger audience doesn't want to freaking hear that. They want to see montages and highlights and PvP, and they want to see me make a play. I'm not going to deliver that. Right? I'm not going to... I don't deliver that. That's not what I do. I I appeal to an older older audience. Upper 20s, you know, to 40s. and, And up. Like... 28 and up is like who I appeal to if you look at the demographics of any of the stuff I've ever created over the last 6 or 7 years now I couldn't look at those demographics and be like how dare you YouTube how dare you purple I want a diverse audience what the frick it's not up to them what do you mean they can't control that I want my audience to be twice as large if I had a lot more women watching me I'd have a much bigger audience the frick they can't control that they they don't, you don't appeal to them. Well, you're not doing what they're looking for. They're not even here for the most part. If you look at the demographics of that website, they're not even coming to the, the, the platform. One of the most surprising things for me is how much money they don't make. Sure, some of them make some money, but compared to the rest, it feels like a hard life. It, it's a demographic thing. The numbers on large percentages of Girls on Purple is misleading because they funnel so much uh, to places like OnlyFans. Right. Do you, should, should, I do a, should I do an OnlyFans and then in three years start complaining that I don't make as much money as, as the women on the platform? Would that be fair? Some people are like, well, no. Clearly OnlyFans is built around an industry and a demographic and a type of content that you don't have the bigger pull in. If I went and made an account on OnlyFans and slowly but surely showed you all the goods, I would never make as much money as the top earners over there. And if you study the demographics of that platform in three to five years and you're like, it's mostly women, you couldn't complain about that because that platform appeals to a demographic with its product. It's Economics 101. It's economics 101. Like, nobody understands. Like, you can't go to a platform, like, go to any of those industries and act like it's not fair that dudes can't get in. Like, they can't make as much. That's that's not what that demographic, that's not what that content is is appealing to. It's appealing to largely an audience that doesn't want to see a dude. You guys want to watch me play some video games can only go so far. After that, it isn't a lot of uh, character and gimmick. 
a lot of the most popular guys are just big. Well, they, and, and some of those guys are as entertaining as a fence post, but they, they played the right game at the right time, and now they're just infamous. They're just this big name. And at that point, everybody watches you. Why? Well, because everybody watches this guy. They, they, they can literally have the personality and the entertainment value of a fence post. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They got in early. They got in early. It's like trying to sell meat to a vegan. Right. Right. The complaints about the top earner demographics on purple, it blows my mind how ignorant and stupid people are. It's like, I don't understand. If, if, if Again, if I as a man made an OnlyFans account in three to five years, I couldn't complain about like, yeah, the top 10 earners on the platform are all women. Of course they are. Like that's, that's what the platform deals in. Like, what do you mean? Regardless if they want to see it, the question is, are they willing to pay for it? Right. That's another aspect of it. That's another aspect of it. If you... Okay, so if you're over there licking ears and wearing yoga pants, what are you doing to motivate spending? What are you doing? One of the most successful ASMR streamers over there motivates spending. They motivate spending. They've got constant goals and long goals and stretch goals all the time and they're massively successful at it super creative super innovative but they're not just sitting there doing it for the views like you have to think like a business you can't just be like oh I'm getting tons of views you have to curate a culture of you spend you unlock you spend more stuff happens on the stream and not like a weird like like dirty way you gotta think in that realm And so many people think I should just be able to stream and the platform should make it to where I can earn as much as these other people. They're not making that money because they just showed up and they're like, hi, I'm a a 30-something white guy. Where's all the money? Like, that's not how it works. For every giant successful dude on that platform, there is a reservoir of dudes making nothing. Making nothing. You, You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just people don't understand just how oversaturated that platform is and it is literally structured for it to be a small group of people at the top it's literally built that way play the game at the right time be a big jerk unfortunately it works really really well there are some really successful people that are not that are not jerks but they did get in at the ground level guys like Coke Carnage guys like Tim the Tapman they were just in at the ground level and they were entertaining enough innovative and hardworking enough that they just soaked up the growth. It was like that with Fortnite. The right people position themselves at the right time, and then that funnel is so big. Everyone's coming and looking for Fortnite, and when you're on the front of that wave, you just ride it all the way to the tippity top. Most of those guys aren't jerks. Most of the big Fortnite streamers aren't jerks. They're really nice guys. I've met them in real life. I've shoutcasted some of them. They're super dope dudes. They're super dope. But they made the right calls at the right time and navigated. A lot of them pivoted from Call of Duty and PUBG to Fortnite, and they got a lot of flack for it. This is a kid's game. This is stupid. Well, (laughs) tell that to their bank account, you know. Tell that to their bank account. There are some bigger guys that got popular by basically being, you know, basically playing the jerk. You know, they did. They played the jerk. And it, 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 it can pay big money. It can. Um, you know. 
but the the complaints the complaints about the top earners on that platform it 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 makes me laugh at like you take entitlement and ignorance and put it in a blender and what comes out is just the funniest of funny like the, the, the most hilarious hot take it's not even a hot take it's like a lukewarm dumb take it's like you don't understand what you're complaining about they can't change this they can't only fans could you, you, you in three to five years you could go to them and say the same thing you should really promote your male contributors and really try to help them succeed because they're just so underrepresented over here they'd be like what the frick are you talking about our, the demographic of our user base isn't looking for that. Like, you, you're not in demand over here. What do you want us to do? We can't create demand for you. I get streams or videos with a few viewers recommended on my YouTube homepage regular. This gives smaller channels exposure. This is where purple is different. Right. One of the bigger guys on what used to be the prank scene got locked up recently. Oh, really? Yo, what's good, Brandon? This is way off topic, but like, I I just, I I saw that, I've just seen that brewing. I've seen that brewing recently in the conversations. It's like, all this stuff gets leaked, and all their earnings get leaked, and the only thing people can talk about how, well, all the top streamers all look the same, and it's like, tell me you know nothing about basic economics without telling me you know nothing about basic economics. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, don't don't tell me you're completely ignorant about how economics works. Uh, you know, but go on a rant complaint session that basically tells everybody you don't know a thing about economics 101. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Christina, I didn't appreciate that clip because like I watched it and I was like that's like a daily struggle for any parent it's like I've got to get work done I go through that every night I'm on my couch with my laptop and I'm plugging away at work so I can get ready for the next day and my kid gets up for like the fourth or fifth time it's like bro please stay in bed come on right it's just I think it's unfair because people look at it and they try and act like she's somehow doing something wrong like i didn't i don't i don't know if she did more than like you know yell at the kid like is any parent going to pretend they've never yelled at their kid you're a liar then like i would never trust somebody that says that i'd be like i'd actually be more scared of what you actually do (laughs) to your children if you expect me to believe you've never yelled at them right everyone loses their patience everyone gets loses their cool and it's like for freak just stay in bed you know and so I, I don't know. I thought that was an, I thought that was an unfair slice of a person's life. It's like she's out here trying to work. Whether or not you respect what she's doing doesn't matter. She's trying to work. It's, that's her time of the day to work, to try to put some money in the bank. And this kid won't stay in bed, and it's irritating, right? It's irritating. And I, and I thought it was unfair. You take a slice of this 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 poor girl's life where she she loses her patience with her kid. As long as she's not verbally or physically doing anything to the kid. You know, losing your patience is not grounds for like, oh, this person's a demon. It's like, you mean they're a human being that got irritated that their kid got up for like the sixth time? What are you talking about? Like, I don't know. Everybody, everybody likes to throw stones from their glass houses because, you know, no one can, no one can see you in your life. You know, I don't know. I didn't have an issue. I didn't have an issue with it. I watched it and I was like, I, I had subtitles on, so I didn't, I didn't hear. Maybe she was like too severe, too harsh, whatever. I don't know. Like. 
I didn't see anything that was like cause for alarm. Like there's been videos that have surfaced of like dudes going off camera and putting their hands on people. Well, that's entirely different. Get the authorities involved and make sure people are safe, right? Make sure people are safe. But somebody getting mad and like losing their patience and be like, please just stay in bed. Come on. Like, I don't know. Maybe I missed something in the clip that was that was worse. Maybe I didn't see enough. I don't know. What I saw was an irritated mom, and I kind of felt for her. I was like, I know what that's like. I'm on my laptop every night. My wife's down here getting coffee orders ready, and somebody comes to the top of the steps and wants something, and it's like, go to bed. <laughs> You're missing a big aspect. As a black man, it's demoralizing to see that people that look like me don't really have a chance of being wildly successful. Okay. But instead of seeing it as demoralizing, see it as you've got two choices, okay? You can take your talents to South Beach. You can go to YouTube and try and make and try and make a go there, right? No, 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 no. It wasn't in a car. No, Dave, no. It was a girl. She was doing like, you know, the scantily clad thing. She was just like a nurse or something. And she was trying to do a stream. She's in her, she's in a room. She's in like a studio. And her kid kept getting up. And she was scolding the kid and telling them just to go to bed. And everyone tried to flip it and spin it like, take care of your kid. And it's like, what are you talking about? She is taking care of her kid. She's trying to work and her kid won't stay in bed. It's irritating. I go through it every night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you could try to go to a place like YouTube and hope that the, that the discoverability is better, Demetrius. You know? Or you could look at Purple and just say, if that's the propensity over there... I got a tougher hill to climb. You know what I mean? I got a tougher hill to climb. I have three creators on my roster, two of them over 200,000, one over a million. Yeah, I mean it. I don't know. The ratio of successful people from Group X should be similar to the population. That sounds so good and ideal, but you have to admit something, Robert. When a demographic has decided what they like to watch you can't change that reality right it would be like saying we want to have a successful American football broadcast in Brazil and then wondering why it's not working you see what I'm saying that culture that demographic has largely decided what they like to watch and it'd be a hard sell to get them to watch American football it's entertaining it's good it's fun it's awesome whatever but that demographic would be like, yeah, no thanks. You can't, you can't change that demographic reality about purple that they largely are made up of and what and flock to those kinds of streamers. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. You have to see that it's just going to be a tougher hill to climb. You, you, it's a tougher hill to climb just because of how that how that plays out. Does it suck? Sure, it sucks. Can the platform change it? Probably not. You know, I hate that that's the reality. If I could push a button and change that, I'd be like, not a reality anymore. I pushed this button over here. It fixed it, right? You're going to get a fair shake over there. I, uh, <laughs> But you just can't. If 60% don't want to watch, you can't expect to make as much as someone that the 60% wants to watch. And that's not on the platform. Right. I don't blame these guys making more at the end of the day. You have to look inward at what they're doing and what you're not. You also have to see that it's just a bigger hill to climb. Is that fair? No, of course it's not. But, but, but 
but that supply and demand doesn't care about what's fair it it doesn't people don't want to watch me because I'm not as entertaining it isn't a platform issue Wheezy I think there's an unspoken subconscious level of I watch I I watch what I look like I think people do that I do I think at a psychological level not everybody certainly I don't do that I, I, I watch what's entertaining right most of my favorite entertainers and comedians don't look anything like me, and that would probably be true if I was a, if I consumed streaming content. I probably wouldn't care about that. But I think there's a large portion of the audience that has an unspoken subconscious propensity to watch someone who looks like them. We just we tend to do that. I do. I think we tend to do that as, as, as a human species. We flock to what is familiar and what is similar. Like that's just in our I think that's in our nature. I don't even think it's mean-spirited. I don't think it's wrong. I don't even think most of the time, I doubt it's even driven by hate or vitriol. It's just, yeah, I, this, this guy looks like me, you know? I, I would think the shoe is worn similarly on the other foot. Isn't it? I mean, come on. Are we going to say that that's, that's not a reality? Look at the audience when a stand-up comedian gets up gets up on, on the stage, Okay the audience a lot of the times is going to look very similar to the guy on stage there i don't know i i don't think there's anything mean-spirited or wrong about that i think it's a natural human instinct i i I do like think about the cultural jokes that some of these guys are making like when chris rock makes a bunch of jokes he he clearly is plucking on heartstrings that vibrate and resonate a little bit deeper with people that that don't look like me that don't come from my background. Why? That's that's what humor does. You you lean in and make observations about parts of the world, parts of the culture. There, a French guy talked about that with Jerry Seinfeld. He's like, if I came over here and made all my jokes about all the all the you know all the French jokes I make, nobody would get it. They wouldn't understand. Tribalism tribalism is a thing. It's a big deal. I don't think you can stop it. I really don't think you can. I. I think you just have to accept that as the reality. Mobs after Dave. Oh, who cares? I love I, I love that he's willing to step out on the front lines and just like let people like take swings. Like let them. Um I don't know. That 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 to me is so funny that like they're basically doing exactly what he you know, he kind of he kind of said they would, you know. He almost predicted their behavior. It's like, well, here they come. And unsurprising, unsurprising at least to me, people that are like pro pro cancel culture, people that went after me, they're they don't like his special. And I'm like, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> the man literally ends his special by saying, "Remember that taking a man's livelihood is akin to killing him." So like, when you're pro cancel culture and hurting people, you know, taking a person's livelihood because they made you uncomfortable. Like you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna get down with Dave. You're not gonna appreciate what he has to say because you don't like that you don't like how you look in that mirror. You know, so it doesn't surprise me at all that the these people are not a fan of uh, of his stand up. You know, they don't they don't like what his observation does to their soul. You know, you don't even have to agree with everything he says. You could have you could have fundamental disagreements with his worldview or his ideas, but. People don't. People don't like that, that. That feeling. They don't like to feel like that. Like they're being judged. You know. 
<clears throat> majority is a certain group. It's not a surprise that the biggest group of earners is a certain group. <clears throat> he canceled himself in 2004. They have no power over him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not sure people even know. Uh, people miss the message of the story. I don't need to believe you. I just need to believe you're going through a human experience. Not sure people even know what he meant by that. He's the goat. He's the goat. He operates at such a cerebral, such an intellectual level that all these people frothing at the mouth saying his comedy's dangerous. I'm like, you are literally admitting that you're too stupid to understand his comedy. You're just too dumb. Like, he's all the way up here. He's operating at like a level 10 he's at level 10 of like intellect and cultural observation and he is so beyond what you think is good for culture like he's not at your level you're operating at a low level neanderthalic tribalistic sort of insect level of intelligence that's what that's what you operate on you operate on that level if i don't like something i'm gonna get everybody to mob it and hate it and destroy it that's the level of intelligence that you operate at and dave is so he's above you you're like a lower being on the on the spectrum here you don't even understand how destructive you are being to the culture the man can tell a story about a person who self-deletes and you likely were part of the group that led them to it like but you think what you're doing is good you know what i mean I don't appreciate the constant Neanderthal slander. They're doing the best they can. <laughs> you're, you're, you you don't you don't operate at Dave's level. You don't like you, you like go read some you know I don't know just go read some philosophy. Go read some anthropology. Like educate yourself. Like maybe study somebody who hasn't who wrote you know prior to this century, and you might start to see how you're a part of the problem. You might, you might start to have your consciousness raised and see that you're not good for the world. You're not. You're good for your version of the world that you're trying to carve out and establish through fear and harm and hate, all dressed as virtue. But you're not good for the world. You're not. People hear him, but they aren't listening. It's unfortunate that most of the population, it's too simple to grasp and digest. What I find interesting is these same people made their living on those kind of jokes or jokes that were towing on the line. Right, like, look, yeah, exactly. Like, look in their, look in their, in their closet and their history and what they've loved and what they've enjoyed and what they've written. Come on, come on. Dave simultaneously told jokes, addressed the haters, and tied up the story plot to mirror exactly what he knew they'd go after him for. My boy is in architect levels. That's what I'm saying. He is... When the, when the, when the, when the one person said he was a master at his craft, like, you, you can't put it a, 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 a better way. Nobody could do what he did. I don't think so. I don't think another comedian could speak such like precise culturally relevant truth and observation while also being incredibly entertaining do you have any idea how difficult that is the dude's jumping through like eight rings of fire right with his arms crossed just like i can i got this like i don't know 
you could see you can see it in the beginning of his special you can see it in the beginning of his special what he's about to do is like weighing heavy on him like I feel like he senses there's importance in what he's about to do it's not just a comedy show for him it's more than that it's more than that He's, he's attempting to speak truth. Like, he's not just going out there for laughs. Like you, At the beginning, I could sense, I was like, something's a little off. Something's off. He, he doesn't seem quite himself. Now, he, he loosens up, but you can sense it in the beginning. It's on, it's weighing on his shoulders. It's like, I'm about to, I'm about to do, a, a, this is about to be pretty significant. Like, in the history of comedy, I actually think that is now a historic, a historic stand-up piece. Dave Chappelle, the closer. It's a historic stand-up piece, I think. In the in the war on comedy and in the and in the the suppression and in the sort of the oppression of people, you know, like trying to make a living off of making jokes, he goes out on the front lines and he's like, Alright. I'm gonna come out here and, and say what I think. A lot of these guys are just getting out of the business. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't want anything to do with it. It's, I don't think it's worth the headache. Oh, while smoking a cigarette. Old school meets the new edge. Yeah. I think he's tried to quit. I don't know if he smoked in the closer. Was he smoking in the closer? He smoked in the one where he's like sitting on the stool. He was. He, he asks for a cigarette. Somebody gives him one. Mm-mm. Need to watch it before it gets canceled. Oh, man. It's, I'm telling you, Robert, it's special. It's, it's, I think it's, it's a very, it's special. Yeah, I don't think he smokes in the closer. I know he's tried to quit. He's talked, he talked about in a couple interviews trying to quit. Why did he say he was that? Yeah, that's just too complex for this show, Narwaffle. I'm not wading into those waters. You have to try to listen. You try to, you have to try to listen to his reasoning and, and, and why he defends who he defends in that section. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna wade into those waters. I'm just gonna encourage people to watch him. Um, I've been caught. Uh, text me when you go offline for posts, and I'll get away. Okay, okay. <laughs> Andrew Sullivan had a great take on the special. I've not, I've not seen his take. I just all I saw were the headlines of everybody coming for him. Everybody coming for him. I mean, it didn't surprise me in the least that the, you know, the mental health fraud who, who lied about me and is just a complete, just a, a total fake person. Like, they don't like his special. And it's not surprising because, like, part of your brand is ruining someone's livelihood. Like, that's part of your brand now, you know. I guess that's like a notch on your belt. So, of course, you don't like a special that calls into question that kind of behavior and that kind of attitude, you know. And the crescendo, when he says what he says, when he said that, when he was like, taking a man's livelihood is akin to killing him, I was like, I know what that feels like. I know exactly what it feels like to feel almost lifeless. To feel lifeless and to be like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, you know, it's, I know what that feels like to have everything ripped from you by people that don't like you. Like, that's their motivation, you know? It's, 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 you know, and of course they're not going to like it. None of them, none of them are going to like it. You're not going to see a single one of those people endorse his stand up because he, he, he points a, he points a nice, 
like mirror right at them and they can't endure it they can't endure it did you give up on leveling uh, new world during the talk <laughs> I was I couldn't I just we, we were having such a good time old soul like I'm in the game I'm in the game and could have played any time this morning and just I just didn't it's not that people are soft or easily offended it's that the soft easily offended people are louder than they've ever been normal balance people don't spend time yelling on twitter right that's right Robert normal balance people frankly have stuff to do that's exactly right that's exactly right like the inmates are running the asylum you know, Twitter Twitter is run by the crazies. <laughs> it's run by the crazies. You know. <laughs> That's right. How are you supposed to tell people how good you are? Yeah, without Twitter, no one will ever know. <sighs> Twitter's not a real place. Yeah, he says that in the special. The ironic thing is comedians who walk on the edge like Dave, they tend to be the most understanding and welcoming, not the other way around. Right. right. I don't see empathy and love and compassion from people that deal in cancel culture and mob. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I, I don't see... I don't I don't see that as a as a character trait in them. It's the opposite. It's browbeating, it's it's bullying, it's it's coercion to get assimilation. That's like that's what their behavior it's modeled it's modeled after you know, if you study the history of this, it's modeled after what works, like getting getting people to assimilate through coercion and force. <laughs> There's history books on this, man. This is this is this is cultural manipulation, control, and cultural forming 101. This is how you do it. You do it through fear of pain, coercion, and brute force. That's that's the history of our globe. <laughs> right. That's exactly right, Brian. They're not gathering. They're not gathering in like in a, in a. There's not a holy gathering or a holy book, but. Boy, oh boy, does this have a lot of similarities to the things they claim they hate so much. It's like you're getting cultural assimilation through through pure brute force, through 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 violence, basically. <laughs> like, with under the banner, under the banner of of love, you know, and and acceptance. <laughs> You can be for canceling people that deserve it without getting on with senselessly targeting people just because you don't like them. Well, this is where there's like a fine line, right? So public figures and public persons that do and say things in the public and then they reap those terrible benefits, right? That falls into a couple of categories, okay? Because you might have a sports star that says something that's just like, you know, either politically, culturally, or scientifically ignorant. Maybe they just make a stupid statement, right? And then everybody gets really angry and is like, why would you say that? And then maybe they double down and they don't apologize. And then they lose some sponsors, okay? They have to know as a brand and a business what they're doing when they step into the public and make such statements. They know they're taking a risk to their brand 
and their personhood and their livelihood. They know that that's, that's a risk that they're taking, okay? And so I'm going to have a hard time stepping in front of somebody like that because it's like, d- read the room. Like, you know this is going to be, you know, a, a potential reality, okay? That is entirely different than being like, this comedian made a joke and I don't like them, let's cancel them. Um, I, even what happened to Ellen I thought was tragic. It was like, what the frick? Like, vague stories about her being unkind privately. I was like, why are, I don't understand. Why are we all hearing about this? It sounds like, privately, she can be harsh and, and tough to work with. Who the frick cares? Why do I care about that? I'm not, I'm not getting hired to go work with Ellen, so why am I hearing about this? Just airing public grievances to make someone look terrible. Like, that is like the new trend. You know what I mean? Like, that's the new tell-all. Like, the article, you know, there was an article on Aziz Ansari, there's all these people talking about Ellen, and it all boils down to, like, yeah, they're not, they're not nice or... Maybe they, maybe they weren't, you know, super in tune to what I was trying to communicate. And, and they'll ruin their life, ruin their livelihood. I don't understand. I'm like, wh- I couldn't believe it. I was like, I read every account with, with the situation with Ellen. I was like, I don't understand. What, what's the problem here? Was she smacking people around? <laughs> you know, was she making people jump in like an alligator tank for her amusement? What, what's 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 going on here? We're talking about her like she's a Bond villain, and she was she was harsh and ruthless and unkind was what I was what I heard. I was like, you mean like every CEO I've ever had the displeasure of interacting with, like ever? <laughs> Have you ever worked in corporate America? Have you? Like the upper guys, they're usually awful. They're usually very short, arrogant, unkind, and ruthless. And they make a ton of money. Their character traits are typically ones that make them very good at their job. Because they don't get hung up on making sure that you're comfortable and happy. Shut the frick up and do the job. Like, they're not kind a lot of the times. They don't care. They don't give a crap. So she's running an empire. The pressure of running that empire and being the entertainer. And your worst complaint about her is that, like, She's unkind privately. Grow the frick up. Like, just grow the frick up, dude. Like, nobody cares that you felt like she wasn't kind to you. Well, shut up and go work somewhere else then. Like, what is this? If I was working for a CEO who was a jerk and I didn't like it, well, I like the paycheck, don't I, if I stay there? What are you, what are you doing? Wait, if, if, but if, what, if I, oh, I'm going to quit and then I'm going to do a tell-all about how this guy's a jerk? No one would give a crap. No one would care. They'd be like, shut up. No one cares that CEO's a jerk. You know, it's like nobody, nobody cares about that guy being a jerk. But all well, because it's Ellen and because her brand and her personality and her entertainment is like, she's nice and she dances and she's quirky. And it's like, well, I'm going to ruin her brand. We're all amazed he wasn't working on a weeknight. I know, Zubair. I know. I know. Attacking that guy's family. I was like, I, it's not my business. It's not my business. Right? Was she an adult? 
Yeah? Then shut the frick up. Who cares? Like, wait, wait. <laughs> do, do, would I endorse that? Oh, it's, I don't, it's not my marriage. I don't care. What business of it is mine? Like, oh yeah, look at this guy. He's dancing with somebody. Let me record it on my phone. And it was so, it was so hard. It was like, do you have footage? Do you have footage of anything else? Is that it? That's all you got? Oh man, what a horrible guy. Let's torch him. Let's, let's try and torch his life. Let's drag his let's drag his family through public judgment because you recorded a cell phone footage of like God, just stupid. We live in this gotcha generation now. It's like if you show imperfection, did you know this that animals will do this? Animals will do this. So I remember I knew a guy that uh, he had a chicken farm, and if a chicken got an open wound on its body, like a cut on its head, anywhere uh, that would be showing like a sign of like a wound or blood or something. The other chickens would mercilessly attack that chicken until it was dead. They would like peck it to death. What the frick? Right? Like, that's society now. It's like, well, what's that? (gasps) You're not perfect. Peck, 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 peck. It's like death by a thousand pecks. Death by a million pecks. It's like, the culture's just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you're not perfect. You're not perfect. So we're going to attack you mercilessly. Real fans are focused on his losing, not his loose morals. It's refreshing in a weird sort of way. Right? Like, I, it doesn't, to me, it's like, why do that? Like, if that's what he's going to do, you don't know if he has permission to do that. You don't know his marriage. And now his wife's got to defend him and his daughter's got to get involved. It's like, I, who gives a frick? Leave him alone. Like, if that's the life he wants to live, what business of it is mine? Now, if he was a friend of mine and maybe we went to, like, the same, like, maybe we, we went to, like, church together. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? But, like, that's something that is between friends and a relationship that has been formed. Like, holding somebody accountable is usually linked to, like, a relationship and a mutual agreement of, like, standards of living and beliefs. Not just like, well, I think that you should be this way. What? Like, I got my life torched because I, 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 I was a, I was a flirty married guy. Like, essentially, I was, I was a, a, a socially inept, like, damaged, flirtatious married man, and I got my life torched for it because benign encounters were, were turned into. Well, he made me uncomfortable. What the frick does that even mean? What does that even mean? You know what makes me uncomfortable? You, you do. Your existence makes me uncomfortable. Like, the fact that you think that that's normal, that, like, you can do that, you can just be like, well, you know, I, I've decided that that story from three or four years ago, I have a problem with it now. It's like, what? What are you even talking about? You don't know where I was in my life or my marriage at that point. You don't know if I was allowed to do that. Like, everybody's different. Now, obviously, that's not the life that I want to live, and I went into therapy in 2018, and I'm still in therapy and trying to be a better person, uh, trying to be a better person, better husband, better father. But, but the 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 imperfection gets exposed, and then utter destruction is the response. Utter destruction. See, it wouldn't have been good enough for them to like privately come to me and say, "Listen." You, you're acting in a way that's making folks uneasy and uncomfortable. And I'd have been like, holy frick, I'm sorry. And I would have 
probably gotten help then. Five spot from Nolan, thank you. But what happened was is nobody says anything. The first time somebody did, I went in. I went into therapy. Like I, 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 I realized I was like, I'm living a self-destructive life. I'm going to these events and I'm just getting absolutely trashed, and that's just not a way to live. That's not the way I want to live my life. Now, you are you're more you're welcome to live your life that way. You can go to parties and go travel as a businessman and just absolutely throw yourself headlong into that. I would tell you that it's probably very dangerous and it's self-destructive because you know. I learned the hard way but the minute I realized I was living in that way I went and got help but that's not good enough that's not good enough going into therapy trying to become a better person trying to be a better person that's not good enough because that's not what these people are interested in they're not interested in you becoming better you're not they're not interested in you improving as a person they just want to destroy people they want to hurt people that's, that's what it was all about. It was, well, this guy's making tons of money, and we can't abide that. Because three or four years ago, he made a joke, and I didn't like it. Like, that's essentially what happened. And truth be told, nobody knows this. Nobody knows this. Most of them were convinced privately to do this by one person who made them think that, like, oh, he's dangerous. None of them thought I was dangerous. That's why they continued to be my friend and make public declarations about how much they wanted to hang out with me. You generally don't do that about, you know, to somebody that if you you don't feel comfortable around them, right? But they were convinced by this fraud that that has their own skeletons that hopefully get drugged that, like, oh, he's dangerous. And then they're like, well, I guess if I look at that one comment three years ago in the light of what you're saying... Yeah, I guess he might seem kind of ne- kind of kind of weird, kind of whatever. Your problem <laughs> Your problem wasn't being a flirty married man. Your problem was being a flirty married man with sponsorships. That's right. That's right. I'm not approving of what happened. That group of people have said and done far worse on their streams and tweets. And when you point that out, they say, "Oh, it's because we're friends." Well, but when you change the narrative, we were friends at the time. We were friends at the time that I made a joke, right? We were friends back then. And that's why they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything because we were friends. They're like, all friends joke like that. We were like everybody at the, everybody at the party, everybody at the, at the, at the, uh, the, the place. They were all right. They were, they were all making those jokes and comments. They were all doing it. We were all friends, so no one bristled and was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that guy made that joke. No one bristled. Everyone laughs. Everyone goes along with it. But it's very easy to accumulate all these like microscopic moments and like paint a narrative because it's like, well, and you know, I was at this party, he said this thing, it was kind of weird. That's harmless. But when you add that to all the other things, it's like, oh yeah, this guy's clearly a they were fine with it, Madam says, but when they could use it against you, they changed their minds. Yeah, my wife is exactly right. They were all totally fine with it, but when they had a chance to use it against me, then all of a sudden they changed their minds and they, they, thought, uh, they thought differently about me. That's right. It was my success that drove it. Just like, like look, at, look at Kevin Hart. Like, look at Kevin Hart as another example, okay? He makes these jokes in the past, he apologizes for them and he changes sort of his act, right? He changes his act. He changes, he, 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 he kind of retires those jokes, right? He retires those jokes. 
but when he gets the chance to host the Oscars, what happens? The success, like, triggers, like, uh, well, now, hang on a minute, though. This guy hasn't paid enough. We want to make him pay more, right? That's the way it was with me. I was ostracized. I lost all my friends in that community. I wasn't included in anything anymore, but that wasn't enough. The minute I started to climb and become really successful, it was just like him getting a chance to host the Oscars. It was like, hang on a minute. (laughs) Hang on a minute. Like, you're not allowed to be this successful. We've determined that you haven't, you need to endure more pain. Yeah, but Eric, to me, that's an incredibly sad story. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why that's a sad story, Eric? I don't think she ever had a single issue with me. I don't think she ever I don't think she ever had a single issue with me that's why a week after hanging out with me when it allegedly happened or whatever she was like oh I wish we could hang out in the same city played video games with me would raid my channel right though that's not the behavior of somebody that feels like you you did something wrong nobody does that that like psychologically that doesn't make any sense like this and, and then they like the one guy compared me to wine scene it's like I'm not saying as like an industry leader oh well they still were involved in my in my conferences I'm not saying that what I'm saying is there was never any indication that there was a problem and I don't think there was I don't think she ever had an issue with me but her friend quotation privately convinced her oh no this this guy is dangerous you need to help us with this she was coerced into doing that. Did you see her tweets? She like lost her circle of friends. Like they basically used them and then threw them away. You understand? Does anybody under? Do you guys not understand what they did to these? Th- th- what they did to them? Do you understand what they did? They used them. Like th- that's the grand irony here. They convinced them to do this. And then they threw him away like trash. Cancel culture hurts both parties. Right. I I actually feel bad. I feel bad for her and a couple of the others that got involved. Because all it did was hurt them. It hurt them. It hurt their public image. It hurt their friendship circles. They've been totally cast aside. Why? they they, They got their use out of you. They got their use out of you. Yo, Gare Bear, thank you for upgrading to tier two. Yeah, but Ashen, I don't know. There's a part of me, there's that empathetic side, there's that sympathetic side where you got convinced that these people needed your help. They appealed to them as like, You're, you need to help us with this. Right? You need to help us with this. Like, that to me makes me feel really sorry for them. Like, they were manipulated at, like, the worst way possible. Manipulating them to think that, like, oh, we need your help. We need you to help us with this. This guy is so terrible and bad. How did they feel when they did that? And then, like, two weeks later, they realized, like, wait a minute. A bunch of these stories are made up. A bunch of this stuff is fabricated. What the frick did I throw in on? It's too late at that point. It's too late.
Like I can feel bad for them. I'm like they can they they totally they totally suckered you. They totally suckered you into throwing in on this, and you thought you were doing something you know uh, righteous. You know what I mean? This is sad and high. Yeah, yeah. This is why I need to do the ten part series because I don't think people re I don't I just don't think people realize. They just think that they think that I'm like this big scary scumbag that there was that there was literally no evidence of anything for like people that are as bad as they claimed I was there's a paper trail there is ease it's easily proven which is why the purple platform leaks are I'm I'm really hoping show people for what they are right intent matters they're grown-ups yeah I don't know I get it I get it they're grown-ups right they're grown-ups, but as a human being who has made mistakes, as a human being who 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 did things that I wish I wouldn't have, okay? Because in the moment you think it's right, in the moment you think this is what this is gonna, you know, this is good, or whatever. As a human being who's lived an imperfect life, I can look at them and be like, "You made a pretty big mistake here, you know," and you can't take it back. You can't take it back. There are certain things that you do in life that you can't take back and more than likely they feel stuck they feel stuck yeah jaggy i mean she was full she was full full brigading against my business you know claimed that i was her predator which th- there was never any weird interactions with us just a total liar just a total opportunist like her story is so benign. Like somebody telling you at a party that, like, yeah, I can get a little inappropriate when I drink. There's, th- th- that's nothing. That's a benign statement. That 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 doesn't mean anything. That isn't. That's not harmful to you. That's not aggressive. It, it's a self-referential statement too. Like it's not even about you. You know what I mean? She's just an a li- She's just a liar. Just an opportunistic liar. Some of some of them were definitely opportunistic and manipulative. Some of them got pulled into it thinking they were helping. They thought they were helping victims, right? They thought that they were helping people and they didn't realize they were getting tricked just like everybody else. Even if they apologize, I wouldn't want to hang out or do anything with their communities. Well, and that's the way this works, right? Like, that's the way this works. The way this works is you get people to buy in and then if they try to walk it back or they try to apologize, they're, they're, the fear is, well, then I'll get attacked by the same mob. It's, it's, you're getting assimilation through coercion and fear. Like, they're just, they, they would be terrified to come out and say, listen, I, I actually never had a problem with this guy. I, I got convinced to share my story because I thought he had done way worse stuff and it turns out a lot of this was totally benign and exaggerated and embellished and I didn't realize that if they do that well then they're going to be they're going to be a target they're crossing the picket line or whatever they can't do it they're friggin' trapped they're trapped like the one even said they lost their circle of friends like they lost all their friends because once they got their use out of them they walked away I wouldn't be surprised if she lost her circle of friends because private she was like what the frick did we just do 
just ruined this dude's life. He has a family, he's a wife. Why do we do this? If, if, if so much of this wasn't true and made up and embellished, why did, why did we do this? And that likely caused tension and they lost friendships over it. If you're not with us, you're against us. That's right. That's how, that's how, you, that's how you pull a hit job like this off. That's how you pull it off. And I genuinely feel, I, I do, I genuinely feel bad. There's, it's, it was mostly driven by one woman and, a, and those dudes, and they've got reasons for it. They've got their own private things they're, they're hoping stay hidden. And then the other one that threw in, total, total iron fake, I, I believe the others got completely duped and tricked. Because they knew it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work with like one weird story. One weird story, they'd be like, what the frick? <laughs> Aren't you the one that gave him the concentrated THC and didn't tell him? <laughs> Let's roll reverse this. <laughs> if a guy did that, what would we call that? What would we call it if a guy did that? If a guy gave a woman high concentrate THC and didn't tell her what was in it? What would you call that? What would the headline be, I wonder? If it was just one weird story, people would have combed over the facts and been like, Wait a minute. <laughs> you drugged him. What are you talking about? He acted weird. Who gives a frick? Like... Why are you bringing that to a, to, a, to a children's cancer research facility? What the frick? But when you create all this smoke and you create all this fire and all this bombast, I'm like, all these people coming out at the exact same time, nobody looks at the facts. Nobody looks at the facts. It was a big fireworks display. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Nobody looks at the facts. And the people that do look at the facts and the people that were trying to get the evidence were threatened and attacked mercilessly in the public the one guy is like the CEO of a company he's like I will ruin you in the industry if I see you in these tweets asking for facts so every content creator is like uh I guess we have to go along with this because if we don't we're gonna get blacklisted like they basically threatened people into shutting up like don't you dare ask questions about this don't you dare like how sensitive is your narrative if that's how you have to get people to go along with it through threats why do you think I got banned from destiny (laughs) why do you think because they started to shake things out and they didn't want content creators to be like yo we got this wrong and they they would start to publicly defend me because that's how it works right you get your you get your mouthpieces to promote it. You get your mouthpieces to go out there and spread the falsehood, and then everybody believes it. But if any of those mouthpieces start to break rank and say, hang on a minute, like, there's a lot of evidence here that this was not truthful. This wasn't honest. There are lies that were told. This needs to be investigated. Well, they can't have that. So they ban me. I've had, I've had, I've had smaller destiny streamers approach me privately terrified to say anything publicly terrified because that's their livelihood that's their livelihood like that's how they make their money yeah like that yeah sam harassed 30 exactly jumped on him right away yeah their threats didn't work on upper echelon because he doesn't need the game he doesn't cover it he doesn't care you, you have to start to wonder why is there such a concerted effort to keep it quiet and hidden? Why? 
if you're telling the truth, what's the problem here? And it, a formal investigation wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt you. Wouldn't hurt you. What's the deal here? What's the what's the problem? You know, what why why ban the guy from the game and then and then have somebody out there spreading the oh he broke TOS. No, I didn't. I didn't break a single line of their TOS. They banned me as a form of retaliation. It's the same reason I lost my purple channel. It was retaliation. It was like, how dare you come out here and defend yourself and make everybody look like a bunch of liars? It was retaliation. That's how you get, that's how abuse works. That's how you get people to not, if you don't want somebody to do something and you use pain to get them to stop, that's abuse. And that's what they did. They are, it's like psychologically, they're like abusive people. They will abuse you to get you to stop doing the thing that they don't want you to do. They will. It's one of the reasons I've stayed quiet about some of the things I know. It's like because they would probably try to come after me. They would probably try and use whatever leverage they have in the industry against me, like they already have. So it's like they've gotten me to largely just kind of like lay low to try to like provide for my family because because the threat of pain makes you it it's it's like uh it's like Pavlov's dog. It's like if you burn my hand enough, I, I'm gonna stop touching it. I'm gonna like oh my gosh, I I can't afford to lose anything else. The, th- the threat of pain is so great, but when like. I, I went from making what I made on purple to making about like 70 to 80% of what I made and then they took destiny from me and we've just fallen further and further down. It's like, what the frick, man? This all echoes of growing up with abuse. Resistance must be destroyed with all available power. Right, like you're getting a view into why like what they did is just so villainous and horrible. None of it was about like telling a story or telling the truth it was about we're going to publicly abuse the snot out of this guy so that he just goes away and when I refused to go away it was well, we'll crank it up just crank it up utter destruction who who in the group is online we got 8 people online right now we, we need to transition to gameplay I'm already paired up with Manny can anybody take me into uh, the dungeon we, we need to we need to transition the talk show went long today because we got on this but it's um it's 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 definitely bubbling it's definitely bubbling to the surface for me because I, I I feel like they took my my voice away they took my ability to tell my story away like I've never told the full story I've never I've never outlined all the facts and I and I I want to do that you know I want to do it in a way that won't get twisted and distorted and turned into like like revenge because that's not what it's about it's about like no this is what happened to me right this is this is this is the truth um and we might start using sntr presents to uh springboard into that to springboard into you know uh, uh, a a more personal like style of streaming we're not going to mess with what we're doing over here but um you know can't imagine having the best year of my career yanked from under me for some petty grudge. Right. Any reason not to blow their spot? I, like, so much of what I would say I can't prove, so they would just be like, oh, he's just lying, 
and then they have influence so they would try to use their influence to hurt me even more right like take what little I have left that's that's one of the reasons I've been so quiet that's one of the reasons I've been so quiet it's like I, I can't afford to lose anymore I lose anything else I don't know what the frick I'm gonna do right I don't, I, how, am I, how am I gonna pay my bills so but at the same time I think I could do it in a way where I'm not gonna use anybody's names I'm not gonna target anybody it's just gonna be this is what the frick happened this is what happened when I started streaming this is what happened when I first got into that community this is how that community operates these these are the instances where they they blacklisted people they harmed people's careers they used their connections at purple to, to, to hurt other people and to make sure they weren't successful you know I wonder how much influence they still have now that people have wised up. I mean, big game companies are gonna are gonna flock to people that have that kind of pull in a conference like that. They are, you know. Do something with gothics. I'm gonna be on her show on the 22nd of this month. Um, I'm excited to see the complete uh, chat logs from Purple. Some of the reason I'm holding off is I want to see just how much gets released from like the purple like leaks and see just how much like proves that I'm telling the truth you know what I mean the lack of names makes it more confusing we spend time guessing them rather than focusing on the story itself yeah I don't know I'll think about it Sinos we're we're batting the ball around because we do think it's a shame to have a channel with 47,000 subs that you know is is just sitting over there that would likely could likely flourish with more personal content because I think a lot of that sub base would be really interested in me talking about more personal stuff you know what I mean at this point what will this do for you professionally it could help me use that channel for something that would be good and enjoyable and would help me flourish as a person I think having a channel like that would be really really enjoyable you know what I mean what's the goal I feel like a weight of like never telling the story I feel like I basically panicked and then I defended myself and then ever since like I've given you guys bits and pieces but I've never been like here's my story here's what happened here's how devastating it was like I kind of did that with gothics when she interviewed me but like I wasn't quite in a comfortable place yet I wasn't in a headspace like I was still very reserved I was still very I was still very sort of damaged and like almost like like shaky about it you know what I mean you know so it would be for me I would do it for me like I don't like the fact that I got scared into silence I don't like the fact that like you know what I mean I don't like the fact that I had my voice taken from me. Like I'm not like I feel like I'm not allowed to talk about what happened, which is ridiculous. You know what I mean? And OnlyFans, that's right, that's right. Um, let's make sure this thing properly redirects. If it's the full chat from the beginning of purple, then I think it will be good. I also have all messages are included. Yeah, I'm hoping that messages are included and whispers are included because I know things went down in the whispers I know they targeted people they would mess with people um, you know and I know they had some purple staff that would help them with things you know and um, it'd be great if that stuff could come out you know apparently 
we the, the 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 financials was just part one so we're hoping part two is is uh is more helpful to people like me that have been trying to tell people like yeah <laughs> come on man <laughs> come on so we we like that channel we like sntr presents right now we've been feeding it like 30 minute video game content like just to try like purify the the content over there because it's all so much you know destiny or whatever um please give everyone funny pseudonyms yeah yeah creatures like oh no you could do it and just refer to people as cartoon characters you know and i was like that doesn't seem (laughs) that doesn't seem to be the way that i would want to do it so has been confirmed that they're all part of the leak i mean apparently christina the the leak got everything i mean they got everything so and they said they're gonna like release it in parts or whatever so yeah there's a do not ban list yeah so the do not ban list is interesting because it's possible that um it's possible that invalidates their tos i'm not sure I would love to see some legal people um, look at it to say, if you actually have a do not ban list, does that invalidate the enforcement of your TOS as it exists? Because you have essentially, you've essentially said that your TOS is invalid by having that list. I'm just curious from a legal standpoint, if that invalidates their TOS. If you self-invalidate your TOS, there are legal ramifications for any time you try to enforce that TOS. It's I'm I'm curious how that how that's going to shake out. Would you do a consistent stream on presents? I'm trying to think through how to do that, Robert, because starting over here at nine o'clock has been going really really well, and I really enjoy what we've got. I'm wondering if we could go over there like before, like an hour before. Now that means I got to get up earlier and be a little bit more disciplined with my mornings, um, which is tough for me. But you know, could we go over there live at eight o'clock? You know. Um, and do like an hour and then come over here and just keep doing what we've been doing like I don't want to disrupt what we've been doing over here you know what I mean imagine you can change your TOS with someone based on a mutual agreement though oh did Hoag Law do a video about the do not ban list huh with the sudden content shift hurt presents you can't really hurt presents barrier the uploads over there aren't doing well <laughs> they're not doing that well so um, I, I don't. I don't think it's worth I think the gameplay stuff that we're doing would do better on like like a brand new channel. Just like little premieres of games would probably do better somewhere else than over there. What would do well over there would probably be personal streams. You know what I mean? If the whispers get leaked, we could learn a lot about you and maybe even Doc's situation too. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. They usually contain a clause that says something like failure to enforce any of these terms does not represent waiver of that term, so they have their own loophole. Right, right. Do not ban anyone in a hot tub. Right. Well, and they could certainly spin the do not ban list. They could be like, there were people that would get mass reported there were people that would get false mass reported and we had to protect them, you know, from getting banned. The do not ban list could get easily spun. They could be like, these are just people that were were ripe for, you know, targeted false reports. And so we, we put clauses in place so they don't get banned unless they actually do break the rules. I, you know what I mean? 
<clears throat> what would this potential series be? Uploads or live? I would like it to be live. Creature thinks it would be uploads followed by like AMAs. I just don't know if I have time for that. You know, I could write everything out and be very structured and kick off the live stream with like, okay, so today for, you know, episode one of this 10 part series, I want to talk about, you know, my life before getting into content creation and what that did, what that sort of led to once I got in, you know, we got to lay the contextual groundwork of like what I was coming out of as I got into streaming. Um, so we, we would do that and then do 10 parts. And then we would end by saying, you know, this show is going to continue, but it'll be more of a personal vlogging conversational thing just to hang out and just talk about life, you know, cause I do think a lot of that sub base would enjoy that. Um, and I don't know if we would go full bore evolve it into the personal channel and get into like my beliefs and stuff like I don't know if we would do that I don't think that would be necessarily uh, the right call right Creature things at 11.45 you said we had to get out of here it's now 12.30 so what makes you think uh, on this topic you can transition between 8 and 9 oh shut up shut up creature yeah he doesn't think doing it in the morning would work he's like because you're always going to butt up against you know the gaming start time I don't know where we're going to couch it we're just brainstorming about it for now, though, gaming's locked in. We're going to go live at 9, do the talk show, and then jump into gameplay. And we were supposed to do gameplay alongside of, uh, of the talk show this morning, and I just I just did a bad, I just did a very bad job uh, with doing that. It's really, really hard. Like, I've enjoyed the vibe of the talk show so much. It's so hard to, like, throw myself into gameplay. Because um, it's like, how much would we really have accomplished, you know? I know there's some farming spots. I, sh- I should probably just do that. Um, chop trees down and stuff uh, Backwoods Biscuit with a brand new membership thank you so much for doing that I greatly appreciate that support um, greatly greatly appreciate that enjoy the dope badge and emote your dope and deserve dope stuff guys you know that are here you can consider becoming a member it supports me directly uh, it's free to subscribe it's free to hit like you can do all those things we are getting ready to switch uh, gears here to gameplay we are hoping to jump into um, the second dungeon. So I am going to put a link in the chat. And that is where we are going. Redirect should also help. Do me a favor if you're lurking. Make sure that you ride the redirect or click the link. Uh, and when doing so, make sure you come over and hit play when it starts. Because uh, sometimes it doesn't auto start. And uh, here I am in the game. This is what we're switching to. I'll see you guys over there.